This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 yo. It's Our Lifestyle podcast, and this is ODB. We want to thank our title sponsors, Custom Car Show Productions. They have four main events every year. Orange Beach Invasion every March in Orange Beach, Alabama. After Hours Car, Bike, and Truck Show. That is every April, typically at Hank Aaron Stadium in Alabama. Scraping the Coast needs no introduction every June in Biloxi, Mississippi. And then Bayou Showdown in Slidell, Louisiana every November. Also, big ups to our additional title sponsor, Mini Truck Showdown. This show is going down in June, Vegas. First weekend in 2022, so come on out and gallivant out to Las Vegas. This is your opportunity to make it out to the amazing city. Remember, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Of course, that doesn't include our coverage of Mini Truck Showdown next year. And then lastly, part of the Mini Truck Showdown family, Kern County Showdown, which is going to be the first weekend in February in Bakersfield, California. Kern County Showdown. Mini Truck Showdown, be there 2022. Enjoy the episode. Yo, 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 it's our Lifestyle Podcast, episode 264, coming at you here from the Custom Car Show Productions Compound, which includes our family over at Mini Truck Showdown. So you heard at the top, we're looking excited. Uh, We're getting very excited, rather, for Mini Truck Showdown, which is going to be in uh, June, the first week out in Vegas. So I've heard some of our friends up in Canada already planning to come down to Las Vegas, and we're super excited for that event. And um, we want to thank Sean Randall, Lauren, and all the team at Custom Car Show Productions for the awesome Bayou Showdown event that went down recently, so we'll talk more about that hopefully a little bit later. Now, I got to be honest, Biggity Mike the Mayor, we did swerve him. We changed the dial in information, so I don't think Dizzy got him the new info. So we haven't been able to link up with Mike yet. We'll see if we can pick him up a little bit later in the episode. Now, episode 264, here's what we're going to do. We've, uh, man, we've been hustling the last few weeks, nailing down interviews. Obviously, we were at SEMA. A lot was going on, and we got a special uh, episode this week. So what I'm going to do is uh, cover as much as we have or know about Black Friday. We've done this the last couple of years, and obviously Black Friday is a little bit different, I think, this day and age because of, one, a lot of people shop online, but number two, with the whole pandemic, you know, a lot of companies are struggling just to you know keep products in stock. So I'm not certain we're going to see the same Black Friday deals across the board that we've seen in the past, but we'll go through a few of them a little bit later. Now, we're also going to link up with uh, part of our uh, OLP family with Max Fish. So if you've seen the title of this episode or looked at your smartphone while you were listening, you know that Max Fish is going to be um, on this episode. So you're probably thinking, hey, you guys have already had Max. One of the things that we've really wanted to do is be able to kind of re re up with some of our past guests because we've had so many great folks on and you know obviously 
someone like Max is always plugging away, doing cool stuff. And uh, Max and I recently uh, connected because he was voted into the Mini Truck Hall of Fame. We were texting one day, and he was like, hey, man, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it out there. I've got a lot going on. Totally understand. And I was like, hey, man, you know, he, he brought it up. I brought it up. He's like, hey, let's, you know, let's reconnect on OLP. And I was like, dude, you know, Max is a great guy, and uh, let's do it. So um, that uh, audio was pretty cool. We talk about a bunch of different stuff. And obviously, if you've been a longtime listener, we've had Max on in the past. You can go back and listen to that one. There's a lot of the backstory of the big homie. Now, this episode, uh, I'm also going to connect with Riggedy Ron Perkins. So we'll talk a little bit about HDWW Hammered Weekend Wear Open Enrollment, which starts December 1st. So more on that. Uh, we're, I'm also going to try to link up with the homie Eddie Gordy. Uh, he is, he's gallivanted on out from the East Coast all the way to H-Town, Houston Autorama, and uh, he's representing as a few other mini truckers are, but I tell you what, Cookies and Cream looks amazing. He's continued to refresh that truck and do more and more and more, so I'm super stoked to link up with him at least for a few minutes. We'll see what else we can do. I know with Ron, I also talk a little bit about Dino's Get Down, and I did want to try to connect. I mentioned last week with Ruben, potentially he was also boots on the ground, Ruben Artiaga at Dino's Get Down, so we'll see if that works out. The episode 264 overview brought to you by our family at Graphics Mafia. If you need uh, decals or stickers for your vehicle, maybe you want to throw your Instagram name on the glass of your vehicle with a vinyl sticker, uh, reach out to Graphics Mafia, Buddy or Ryan at Graphics Mafia. That's G-R-A-P-H-I-X Mafia.com. They're also on Facebook, TikTok, as well as Instagram. They will take care of you. They recently did all of the decals for Chad Luke's truck that was in Vegas at SEMA. So great kinfolk. Now the last episode, definitely want to thank Jeremy Kaufman for coming on. If you haven't had an opportunity, go back and check it out. This is a guest that I definitely enjoyed interviewing because I did not know a lot about Jeremy. So often it's a guest that there's plenty out there. I could do some digging and I can kind of figure out a story and know what I'm going to ask. With Jeremy's interview, it was a little bit different, right? I didn't know a lot about Jeremy, so me as an enthusiast, I was stoked to learn more about him, and I must say a lot of positive feedback from that episode, which I think is tremendous. Uh, Jeremy obviously you know, surprised me. I didn't realize that he had worked at Master Image Customs and things like that, and I think that stuff is freaking awesome. I love getting the history and that person's uh, story out, if you will. The other thing is, you had people um, that had commented, like Tim Berendez and others, that said, you know, he's an OG, man. Like, damn, I looked up to him. Uh, the infamous uh, Ed Eister, you know, said that's just something about a Mazda with a Sprint topper, you know. And a lot of people uh, chimed in on the few posts that we did about him. For instance, where I showed his old Mazda long bed, and then his uh, current uh, Mazda long bed, you had a lot of different um, uh, comments and likes on there, and I just thought that that was pretty freaking awesome. So a lot of respect uh, for someone West Coast, you know, maybe not a name that everybody knows, but now you do. So last episode recap brought to you by our family at Lone Star Throwdown. We've mentioned all year to pre-register, and of course that has sold out. 
but that doesn't stop you from gallivanting on out to Conroe, Texas the last weekend in February 2022. Come on out, come through the spectator gates and have a damn good time. There's tons of vendors, tons of food vendors as well, and there's just enough that you can spend the entire day there at Lone Star Throwdown. Make sure you start looking at that hashtag LST2022 to see some of the things and companies that will be out there. Of course, Mickey Mike and Mayor and I, and hopefully Ryan from Graphics Mafia, will be gallivanting on out very soon. All right, so the general updates, really not a lot to share here. I did want to link up with Mike a little bit later. We got to see if we can get the trivia in with him, so we'll see if we can do that. I do want to say, though, that this weekend is obviously the famed Thanksgiving weekend, which we're also dubbing here Hanksgiving weekend in honor of Hank over at Hammered Weekend Wear. But in all seriousness, uh, have a good time with your family. Uh, spend that time. Many of us you know, go and you know, have that, that big meal on Thursday to celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday here in the States. Of course, many of us have, depending on your job, you have that Black Friday off and you have that four-day weekend. Do what you want to do. Obviously, there's a lot of football that's going to be on, uh, pro or college. So, uh, super stoked for this weekend. I was born on Thanksgiving back in the day. Of course, my birthday or born day, as I say, doesn't fall on Thanksgiving every year. However, it's probably my favorite holiday just because of the weather in Florida and uh, just so much more like events, Turkey Rod Run. So, I'm hoping to gallivant on out there on Saturday. Wanted to kind of go for the whole weekend, but I can't get over there on Thursday, and I know they didn't do any pre-sale this year for the pre-registration, so that puts a little damper on things because if you end up getting there Friday, let's say Saturday, there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to pay to get in with a vehicle, so it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm fine to park in spectator parking and gallivant through the gates, but what I didn't want to do is you know, bring stuff out try to get in, couldn't, then have to turn around and go into spectator. So I might just be solo this year, checking out the different vendors and things like that. That's what I love to do. So we'll see. Hopefully I'll bring you guys some content out there. A lot of us in Florida and other states, we love going to this event every year. So the general updates brought to you by our family at Southeast Mini Truck and Nats, a.k.a. Mini Nats. This is one of my top events I'm looking forward to in the coming year. Of course, you can go on Instagram and type in mini trucking gnats, just how it sounds. You can follow them there. Now, even if you weren't able to get a ticket very similar to Conroe with LST, the great thing is you have this whole experience in Maggie Valley where you can cruise the strip, put a chair out, take some photos, hang out, grab a brew, grab a cold drink, whatever your deal is. Come on out to Maggie Valley, North Carolina. This is going to be in April of 2022. Much more coming about this event, but just know Instagram or Facebook, just type in Mini Nats. Big ups to Jason Bell and the entire family that puts on this event. So we'll try to sync up with Mike a little bit later for the trivia. I know he's trying to get out of that, but we're going to try to um, get with him in a little while and we'll see, since we swerved him, we changed the number again. You know, we're trying to get him off the podcast, but he kind of is like one of those things that just keeps coming back. And we kind of say, well, dude, if you're going to ship the merch, 
we might as well keep you around, right, 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 Mike? All right, so as we move into the scene updates, I want to start by chopping it up with the big homie, Riggity Ron Perkins from Hammered Weekend Wear to talk a little bit about HDWW Black Friday as well as Dino's Get Down. So, happy Thanksgiving. Let's jump in. Yo, yo, and as I mentioned here in the scene updates, we're going to cut away here and talk to Riggity Ron Perkins. I'm going to see if he dialed in, but I want to say, in case he's listening, happy Thanksgiving. Is Riggity Ron there? Hey, Jay, what's happening? Hey, not much, dude. I, I didn't know if we should go with like the Thanksgiving or the Hammered Giving, but we know it is obviously the time of year, in all seriousness, for you know, giving thanks, man. And I know you've been crisscrossing the country this year, and I know you're thankful just to kind of be home and, and, and you know, just doing the damn thing up in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah. And actually, during this season, there's a lot to be thankful for. I'm, I'm super thankful for uh, my buddy Jeff over at Mini Garage and Angie. Um, you know, I've been hanging out with them a lot lately. Um, they got me hooked up with, with Tasha, and we've been hanging out a lot lately. So everything's good in the hood. I'm super thankful, and, and happy Thanksgiving to you, buddy. Yeah, dog. I'm telling you, Hank texted me earlier this week, and he said, if you don't get that in this episode, we're going to have problems, and you know that's one thing I've learned. You never cross Hank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't don't come at Hank uh, w- with a knife because he's he's always strapped. Right, exactly. Well, here's the crazy thing. I want to talk a little bit about the Black Friday. So, you know, we mixed that into this episode along with Max Fish, and I want to talk a little bit about HDWW Black Friday, but also – you were at Dino's Get Down recently, and I had hinted last week we were going to try to link up, and I wasn't able to. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well, both under the scene updates brought to you um, by Hammered Weekend Wear this weekend or this week. And, dude, so we've hinted about this a little bit, right? Talk to us about what open enrollment means for December 1st, man. Yeah, December 1st is coming up faster than than we're all prepared for, but uh, from December 1st to December 31st uh, is your chance to get in on the 2022 uh, annual t-shirt subscription. So if you do that, you're going to save over $144 as opposed to buying them separately throughout the year. And all you got to do is go to the mailbox and uh, pick up your new design and your color and your size. We're doing them in uh, t-shirts. We're doing them in hoodies. We're doing them in banners. So um, it's real super simple, one-time payment, and uh, then you just wait by the mailbox for, for Miggity Mike the Mayor to drop your stuff off. Yeah, USPS on the downfall, potentially of Mike's at the helm. But here's the cool thing, because a lot of times when you launch a pre-order pre-sale, you're basically going out on social media and you're going, hey, the new ones are out, check them out. If you get in with open enrollment for the subscription, you basically – for the next 365 days, you don't even have to worry one bit about going out and ordering. And on top of that, right, to your point, you save $144 if you add up all the individual shirt purchases, which are two at a time, plus the shipping basically comes out to about a buck fifty that you save. Dude, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, yeah. And actually, if you subscribe, you get uh, both design stickers with the unit. And uh, like I said before, it's, you just go to your mailbox and they're right there. You don't have to think about it. Um, it's just it's just a, a perfect deal all the way around. Now, if that wasn't good enough, I've heard some of the heaters, as you would say, right? I mean, I'm a big fan of 
the eighties movie. Do you remember when he's like, Give him the heater? You remember that movie from the eighties? Oh yeah. The the baseball movie, right? I don't think Mike's ever seen that one. But seriously, the heaters is That's a good question for Mike. Yeah, do a you trivia think, question. Do you think that he's seen it? Major League? Yeah. With the Cleveland Indians? I don't think he has. <laughs> Dude. Ask it, him what wild thing is next time you talk to him. Do you think Mike's still uh, drinking Adonis DNA or whatever it is? Uh, tiger blood? Might be. Might dude, be. Guys off the heart, off the charts. But, dude, if that, you know, as a listener out there, you're going, yeah, you know, there's all these different shirts. But here's the cool thing. This year over last year, you know, this year-over-year updates that you make, you blow us out of the water with these designs. Some of them have, like, another vehicle thrown in there. You know, we had Tim Davis, a.k.a. TD, my homie. We had him recently, more than you can afford, pal. So many different iconic trucks, right, real builds. But, dude, I heard that you got some heaters lined up for the next 12. How difficult is it for you to kind of – Sign someone up for the HDWW family with Hammered Weekend Wear. I mean, it's getting tougher, right? Because there's so many badass rides. Yeah, it is getting a lot tougher. And we spent, uh, like you mentioned earlier, we spent last weekend down at Dino's kind of scouting out uh, new vehicles, uh, seeing some old friends, some family. Uh, The week before that, we were out at SEMA. Um, we were, um, you know, walking around there looking, looking for some new stuff. Now they won't let me feature any of the Teslas that went through the tunnel, but we found a couple out there too. Hells yeah, man. And that's what I love. Cause you continue to mix it up. It's not just minis. There's a lot of full sizes. We've seen dualies like crew cut, one of my favorite designs. And the great thing is, again, you don't have to lift a finger. It's very similar to when you subscribe to all time low magazine at atlmagazine.com. You basically just get them auto-sent. And as I've said to the listeners before, Ron and I have talked about this in the past. There's no other brand that I know of that consistently on a schedule launches two at a time like this, that they can even do it, right? Uh, We've seen it in the past with companies like with socks and things like that. It's like, hey, they're mass-produced and whatnot. But if you think about what Ron and team have to do at Hammered Weekend Wear, they have to plan ahead months and months and months in advance because if you guys don't know, Graphic Disorder, who does a lot of artwork for the scene, I'm guessing 80% plus, those guys and ladies over there, they're booked out six, seven months now. I mean, it is insane. So, you know, Ron, we know that it's a lot of planning to make this happen. And then, oh, by the way, you got to do all the tick marks, right? Mike's losing the tick marks, but you're gaining the tick marks whenever you're doing all these different orders because you've got sheets of paper, you've got easels up. I mean, you've got all kinds of madness. And Hank, from what I heard, isn't helping one lick, dude. No, no, he's not. He's not pulling his weight, but, um, you know, he'll get back into the, the studio here before too long and, We've got some shirts that are coming in that need to be fold, bag, tagged, so we can get uh, all prepped up for LST. We got a new design, two new designs that are coming in soon, uh, and then Eric and Kelly over at Graphic Disorder are getting ready to to work on the next two artworks here at the beginning of December. So it's it's nonstop for sure. Love hearing it. Now you mentioned here's the cool thing, everyone. Too, we're talking T-shirts, we're talking banners and hoodies. So the great thing is, a lot of you, a lot of you might say, "Hey, man, I love the artwork. I got a million shirts." Hey, then go for a hoodie, go for a banner. Obviously, different climates are going to dictate what you're going to be selecting. Now, Ron, I know this is a a question that I'm going to throw out to you, but, dude, you know, I'm down from Florida, man. We're down here 24-7, loving the weather. 
are tanks available if someone really wanted one for the subscription? Yeah, yeah, you can subscribe to um, to tank tops. It's all in the T-shirt drop down, so you can get any black tank top from small to 4X. You can get T-shirts small to 5X in black, red, white, charcoal. Uh, and then we got the banner subscription, and then we have the hoodie subscription too. Uh, and the nice thing about the hoodie subscription is, is that you're going to get all 12 designs now. If you're like me, and um and your lady is always freezing you can always throw a small hoodie on there for her 12 of those a year like she's going to be loving you from january to december so don't don't forget about the missus either i love it and i'll tell you what i'm getting tired of cutting the sleeves off i mean i'm kind of like an old squadies guy i've been learning from josh freeman down or for i've been learning from uh, josh wheeler down here in florida you know just to live that 80s life but I do hope that one day, you know, Hank keeps hinting at there's going to be ski masks available and stuff. I'm not a big Kanye fan, but, you know, I think it would be cool, you know, to go to like a a cooler weather show and maybe have a ski, you know, a hammered ski mask. But, you know, what I heard is that could be in the future. You know, we'll have to see how the climate change is going. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) So, again, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. You can go right there. Of course, um... Ron, I believe last year under products is where they're going to be able to see uh, the T-shirt subscription, or is will it be under a different area? Um, it, it will be under products. If you go down to the drop-down, you'll see a thing that says subscription. We're also working on getting it on the front page. So when you load up hammeredweekendwear.com, it's H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. It should pull up the first three, should say T-shirt subscription, where you can also get the tanks, it should say hoodie subscription and then uh, banner subscription. So we're working on that. That should be up there all of December. And then, of course, January 1st, we're going to drop the first two new designs. And if you subscribe, then you're going to get those. If you didn't, then uh, you'll have a chance to pre-order those at that time. Yeah, while you're out there, make sure you peruse the site. Objects in Mirror are lower than they appear. That's a recent one that I love. You got the HWW for Hammered Weekend Wear across the grill area and uh, fam- uh, featuring that famous negative camber truck. There's a lot more out there, hammeredweekendwear.com, as Ron mentioned, stickers, and so much more. Get those stocking stuffers for the end of the year. Uh, take care of your lady or woe man or woe man or man by order making an order. Ron, before we talk about Dino's, I mean, anything else that we got? I mean, there, there's, no, there's no hidden fees, right? They just have to subscribe now. And uh, like you said, the additional items they get are the free stickers that match the hammered kind of logo, if you will, on the front of the shirt every single time because you include that with the subscription. Yeah, yeah. Then they're all going to be shipped, so there's no shipping charge. Once you pay the one-time fee, uh, you just add that to the cart, pay for it. There's no shipping on it, so it ships to you free. That's all included. And uh, in 2022, only two subscribers sometime throughout the year, they are going to get a bonus uh, 13th design that nobody else will get. It's not going to be on the website. It's not going to be in the trailer. It's not going to be with Adam and Corey and Chelsea and Heather. It's going to be specifically for the subscribers only. So if you get on there and you order an XL charcoal um, t-shirt subscription, you're going to actually get 13 designs this year. And is that only for a couple of the people that are going to be hand-selected, or is that going to be for everyone in the subscription? 
that's going to be everybody that's subscribed. So you don't have to enter to win. There's none of this, none of that. There's no extra money that you're out of your pocket. It's simply one-time fee where you normally got the 12. Uh, this year, you're going to get a 13th uh, design, and it could come uh, with your first order. It could come in July. It could come at the end of the year. But I see. one time it's during the year, the you're going to get thir- – or, or, or it's yeah. going to come anywhere in the year. I see what you're saying. Yeah, one time in the year, you're going to get three designs. You're going to open it up. You're going to be like, well, I know about this one. I know about this one, but I don't know about this one. That's going to be the subscriber-only edition. It's going to be a special edition collector's item, if you will. So, uh, you know, if you want to wear it, great. If you want to put it up for a later day, then that's cool, too. I love hearing it. We're super excited about what you launch in 2022. And, uh you mentioned them earlier, but I tell you what, the Spark Show, we love those kinfolk. They had an amazing show this year, and of course, we announced on the podcast uh, with Corey and Adam talking about how the Spark Show is going to help distribute this uh, you know, paraphernalia, truck paraphernalia, throughout the East Coast, and we're super excited to see what they do next year. And of course, like you said, if you get in with a subscription, you don't even have to worry about the plug throughout the country because you're going to have it delivered directly to your door. It's better than, you know, this medical marijuana. Let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, Ron, (laughs) dude, we've talked so much. I know Hank is – he's out of commission right now, so he really can't say anything. But, dude, you went down the Dino's last year – or, excuse me, last uh, last couple weeks, and I thought to myself, seeing the coverage, man, like this event is just growing. It's manifesting – and something bigger than he could probably ever imagine, right? And of course, uh, he's just a great guy. What was your experience there? Man, it was my first time going down there. I um, I had actually tried to get a booth this year and last year, but unfortunately, I was too late to to get in on that. I talked to Dino on Friday and told him how I had to be down there for 2022, and I got my spot locked down. So you can uh, you can find Hammered Weekend where uh, in Glendale, Arizona, at Westgate. Um, next November. Um, but this year it was, it was pretty wild. I went down there Friday, um, with my brother and his wife, we walked around We saw, um, a lot of C10s, a lot of really nice, really nice vehicles on Saturday. They opened it up kind of to everything. There was a, the, a good crowd of low riders that were, uh, in attendance. The Westgate area is, is super huge. So there's lots of room to walk around, lots of room for vehicles. Um, there's, vendors there's food um the weather was was gorgeous so um you know it was just really nice to get outside the booth and um you know see some of my friends see my family and uh and just walk around and look at 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 some new real builds that they had out there and it was just it was just uh pretty amazing to see what everybody's been working on we all know dino loves kind of chevy only that's his whole thing but what we've you know definitely have seen in the mini truck world over the years is minis mashed with the sport truck era and that you know gave us a lot of full full size trucks body drops so on and so forth and now you fast forward all these years and you know you see Ronnie at Truck Talk Media even launching of course OBS Talk and other uh podcasts and it kind of reinforces the um you know how big the truck scene has become you know it's insane and for Dino to be able to have this type of event where you have like all these C10 guys and ladies and then you obviously have the OBS, which are you know a part of that whole movement, if you will. It, it, it's crazy to me to think that 
you know, trucks almost run or taking over the hot rods to a certain extent, right? I'm not going to say, okay, you know, hot rods are nothing anymore. We know that's not true. But I tell you, the hot rod of our uh, lifetime has really been the trucks. I mean, that's the way I see it. Yeah, yeah. And actually, the the C-1500s that were down there, they were everything from standard cab short beds with, um, you know, just a, a mild V6 in them all the way up to 454 trucks with, um, with crazy turbos on them and everything. So, um, depending on where, what kind of fan you are, there was something for everybody down there. And it was, um, it was really, really nice to see some old school builds and, and some big high horse powered vehicles and, uh, and just some stock trucks too. There was quite a bit of vehicles that were down there for sale that I wasn't able to bring any of them home, but, um, it, w- it was nice to see that, that the community was alive and well. You've also had this unique experience over the years being a part of the aftermarket, selling truck accessories and so on. Oftentimes, we kind of hear, well, you know, there's not enough money out there for these manufacturers to go back and start manufacturing parts for these old trucks. You know, it's a niche market, blah, 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 right? OBS trucks are at an all-time, you know, high in terms of, you know, people really wanting to get back into these things. We've seen some manufacturers like Billet Guys uh, over the course of time, like Billet and Acrylic Fantasies here in Florida, continue to make parts. I almost think, and I wanted to get your opinion, I almost think that it's going to get to a level where you could have some companies go, hey, we're going to start making Phantom Grills again and things like that. I've heard some rumblings that some of that stuff's being made, but I would love to see that. Even some of the toppers, dude, with the windows extended all the way down to me, Man, this whole thing, even the minis are on the rise, but the, you know, the full-size trucks are on the rise too. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there was quite a few that were down there that had bed covers, open beds, uh, camper shells. We saw a real nice, uh, probably 98 crew cab dually that had a Lear 100 XL on it. It was bagged with semi wheels. Um, I think I probably posted a picture of that, but yeah, I mean, like I said, they have something for everybody, whether, I mean, they had um stock resto mods that were lifted um to full-blown customs laid out um there was uh, 100 stock vehicles there was something for everybody for sure yeah it's pretty good and and i think it's it was a good thing too because when you and i had talked i was like you know you go to so many shows and you've become uh one of these many vendors that kind of end up behind the vendor booth throughout the the events right and you can you can scoot away for a few minutes but it's not usually long enough to really enjoy the event. So it was good, I think, as your friend, for you to be able to you know, peel away. You went to SEMA. You had a good time. And then you went down the Dinos, and you were able just to kind of let loose and not have to worry about, hey, I got to get back to the booth to slaying some of that Hammered Weekend Wear merch. Yeah, yeah. And that was I, – I tell people all the time when I go to shows, like, if you don't come by the booth and at least say hi, then I probably ain't going to be able to see you. But, um, you know, Dinos was so big, there was actually quite a few people that – that I didn't get to see that were down there, but you know, to everybody that I did get to stop and chat with and, and give hugs to, it was, it was definitely refreshing to be on the other side of the vendor window. That's for sure. As we move into 2022, obviously you're excited about these new um, designs that you'll launch, but is there anything else that you're getting excited about? I know that you do have a few shows penciled in for next year, of course, the Spark Show and team, they're going to be handling the distribution from an East Coast perspective. But the few shows that you do have kind of earmarked, whether you're going to fly and or drive, what are you most excited about for 2022? 
Uh, I'm pretty excited about the about heading back down to Conroe, Texas, to go to LST. Um, there's rumblings that um, Forbidden Fantasies is back at the end of March, so I've uh, I've been locked into a, a booth there for quite a while. So I'm looking forward to getting back to Laughlin, Nevada. Um, but yeah, we're just uh, we're just basically doing the thing here and uh, getting all stocked up and and uh, ready to to get 2022 started uh, off of the bank. I love hearing it. Uh, Hammered Weekend Wear. It's H-A-M-M-E-R-D. Weekendwear.com. Go out there, show Ron some love. Uh, we certainly appreciate you know all of the support of OLP. We're going to continue to stay on the rise into 2022. And uh, we're kicking the scene updates off with you, Ron, uh, uh, this week. Other than saying Happy uh, Thanksgiving, a.k.a. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone, is there anything else that you wanted to cover other than the T-shirt subscription, which folks can save over $144 if they get in on that? Uh, yeah, basically, if you're listening to this on day one, it is going to be Black Friday. Every year we do a Black Friday sale. Um, it's the only sale that we do all year long. Um, it doesn't go through the weekend. It doesn't go through Cyber Monday. It's strictly the Black Friday. So if you are listening to this on day one, you go to the website, uh, hammeredweekendwear.com. If you use coupon code Black Friday 50, you're going to get 50% off of all of our flannels that we have in stock, which are great for Christmas. Um, if you use Black Friday 25, you'll get 25% off any of the banners that we have in stock. And if you use Black Friday 5, you'll get 5% off any T-shirt that we have in stock. So those are the three um, major sales that we're doing for Black Friday. And uh, it's going to end Pacific time, midnight on uh, Friday. So you'll have uh, a full 24 hours to get in on that. Dude, I love hearing it. Black Friday, save a little bit of change. And we know things are kind of all getting more expensive. So this is your opportunity to kind of get in save a little bit of dough and get some of those stocking stuffers and or gifts, holiday gifts uh, for the Christmas season. Yeah. Just like two short said, get in where you fit in. Dude. I love it. One of my favorite albums, that purple album cover dough. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much for always supporting the scene uh, is most important to us. And, uh, you know, again, love seeing you at so many shows this year. Uh, we know you're always plotting and planning the next kind of takeover of the scene, dude. And I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, to, to give Hank our best, and we hope that, you know, uh, he can just kind of maybe, you know, tone it down a little bit into 2022. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's going to have a long winter off, but he's uh, he's gearing up for next season already. That's for sure. My brother, well, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk soon. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you to all their head nation, and go Cardinals. Go Pack Go. Yeah, so, dude, man, that was a blast as far as all the photos I've seen so I'm excited to hear from Ruben as well to see what he thought. Uh, pretty cool stuff. So, again, check out Hammered, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeekendWear.com, and check into the open enrollment. you got less than a week for that to be starting. So, I mentioned earlier, kind of miscellaneous updates. Uh, Eddie Gordy uh, going to the Houston Autorama. I want to talk to him here. We're going to call him in just a minute. And, again, I think the cool thing about him representing Relaxed Atmosphere is is he continues to come up with innovative ways to refresh his truck. And I think this is the key thing for many truckers because oftentimes we get older, we have less time, we're doing family stuff and whatnot. You know, Eddie works a job, you know, not the normal hours that many of us work. 
and he still makes time to go across the country and to work on his truck and do things. Do you know we saw this amazing setup at scraping the coast? I mean, just so many awesome things that he's doing to refresh his truck. And I tell you what, it's one of the cleanest, baddest trucks, in my opinion, on the show circuit right now. So let's give the big homie a call and check in with him for this miscellaneous update since he's out in H-Town for the Houston Autorama. All right, so as I just mentioned, I just called the big homie, Eddie Gordy, EG. What's going down, my friend? What's going, bro? Brother, just out here in uh, Houston, Texas. For the 61st annual uh, Houston Autorama. Hey, man, we love to hear that you're out there gallivanting. And you know what? I mean, it is that time of year. And like I told Ron, uh, you'll hear that you guys will hear this a little bit later, but we're calling it Happy Thanksgiving, dude. You know what I'm saying? It's no, Hank, I know, right? It's the Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know, because Hank, Hank never stops giving, you know? <laughs> but, um, yep. you know, we hear some of the cars and stuff in the background kind of coming in. And my understanding is. You just got in the town, and you just got cookies and cream set up. So, what yep. was it like? You know, what's it like right now being there at the Houston Autorama, as you mentioned, sixty first annual, and seeing like all these amazing hot rods, but being one of the few mini trucks that's there representing. Man, it, it, it's it's really unreal. Um, I mean, having, I mean, I've had numerous people tell me how I've got a street rod flare on a mini truck. Um, and and having a mini truck fit into with all these guys, I mean, dude, the, these cars are, I mean, they're crazy. I mean, this hella nice, man. I mean, this two hundred, three hundred, five hundred thousand dollar builds, and I got a mini truck out here representing for all mini truckers. Yeah, and just as much detail in many ways, if not more, than some of those amazing street rods. Um, I got to also give some credit to FFF Matt, uh, Matt. Uh, Gutierrez, he's also out there representing for Forbidden Fantasy from what I saw. Um, or actually, it's he posted and said it's FFF Jacob all set up at Autorama in the Lone okay. Star Throwdown area, which I thought was awesome. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's I tell you, man, I mean, people still just rolling in here. I mean, there's as <laughs> they're telling how many millions of dollars of vehicles. I mean, it's, and just the venue itself. I mean, this place is incredible. I, I've never... I've never I've been in a lot of venues um, in my life, and I've never been in this nice of a venue. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. You know, we've had you on several times, and I always love talking about your Mazda, but I love seeing it in person more. You know, I, I kind of gave you a compliment there before I started and, and called you because, you know, as we get older, a lot of us don't have as much time to do things. you got family or and doing all these things, but you know, you work kind of different hours than many of us, but you still find time to uh, plug away on the truck. And then also, you know, you rolled solo halfway across the country uh, to this event. What's it been like recently in your mind, as far as trying to come up with new things to do on this amazing mini? Well, you know, like we've talked before, man, my, my, my mind never stops. And I guess it'll stop the day I die. I don't know, but, but, it's just kind of like the sheet metal, the bead roll sheet metal I've done under my hood, you know, being set up the way it has this year. I, I just, just seeing the, the holes in the, the under hood reinforcement. I just, I couldn't live with it, you know, just stuff like that. And, you know, and being able to do the work myself, you know, I'm able, I'm able to save a lot of money, you know, I mean, I don't save no stress or headaches. I can guarantee you that, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I just, I don't know, man, I, I just keep trying to, trying to come up come up with you know 
stuff that people's not done, you know, just stuff to make the truck better because, you know, I mean, a lot of my buddies, they called it when I first got the truck, you know, when we were talking about, I suppose I got it for a daily driver. They said, well, we, we called it. We knew it was going to get to this level. I said, well, I mean, it's just me, man. You know, I just, I don't know any different. It's just me. So. Yeah. We've established in the past how you, you know, used to go to a lot of the low rider shows for years and we're collecting trophies and just, I mean, doing the damn thing. And obviously that's not why you do it. But the other thing that blows my mind is like I mentioned earlier that we saw you at scraping the coast and you know i see this display and i'm like dude like the time and effort and money to put it together and then oh by the way you know truck it to these events set it up break it all down uh what was it like today kind of setting it up and you probably have people coming around scratching their head going dude all this for a mini truck and then they see how the details in it and they go dude thumbs up yeah, I, well, I actually, you know, I've been reading the rule book and everything for the Autorama and the World of Wheels because I'm going to, I'm going, I'm hitting this one and I'm going to hit several next year. Um, I'm going to try to run for points. So I'm going to have to even do more to the truck. But um, I kind of use Slamfest as a, as kind of uh, test waters, you know, because I had to have a, um, had to have what they call a tow board um, down, which hides the, the edging of the carpet. So, um, so I run all that, all the wiring's hidden, um, everything's plug and play. So I done all that. So that went flawlessly. So I had, you know, had that down hands down. So, and another, you know, um, piece to the puzzle had to be a show board, you know, it's what the requirements, what they want in the rule book. So, um, I went in an old trusty computer and drew me a show board up base and a face plate and had, a. Uh, Black Pearl show boards uh, designed me a, a show board for it and uh, just kind of done the same design, same lines and everything as the uprights of the display and, you know, just kind of incorporated everything. And so and then went to Home Depot the other night looking for more mirrors and lo and behold, they didn't have no more 12 by 12. So what did Eddie get? Eddie got 36 by 36 mirrors. <laughs> Dude, bro. <laughs> so this thing has got mirrors from the front bumper to the back bumper, and I've got lights running up the center underneath of it. It's it's, it's nuts, dude. It's nuts. Well, I mean, just for the record, you know, I always talk to Eddie, and I always go, to Eddie, let's keep doing this so that Mike can't win anything, dude. Because you know, Mike, he's over here with banana hammock, and I go, dude, come on, Mike. I can't compete with a chrome frame, man. <laughs> dude, I was at the record <laughs> store earlier this week. And no joke, I looked over and I was like, man, they got a, some old magazines over here. That, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And they had some old Hot Rod magazines. And, dude, from the 60s, they had an old Hot Rod uh, cover that had a chrome frame. I go, dude, there's Mike's idea right there. Chrome frame, gold pistons. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it just all goes hand in hand. I know. I saw <laughs> earlier this week, they're talking about uh, treadless tires that were like rubber, like these crazy tires. And I go, man, Mike could run those with some billet inlays and some lighting. I mean, he might take the, you know, he, he might win something, you know? Oh, yeah. Oversized stainless dog bowls. I mean, something. We come up with something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely can. <laughs> um, when, you know, when you mentioned the underside of the hood recently done. You know, I see a lot of the photos that you post of the detail work and the time and effort underneath it to keep it clean and to do the different detail. When you do these things, right? Uh, you, I, I look at it as, as an enthusiast and go, dude, I mean, he's done. There's nothing else. You're going to get home <laughs> next week and go, man, I, I, I need to do this. What's your mindset when you get back? Like when you're driving, are you thinking, Hey man, well, I could do this to cover that and do all these things. Like where, where's your mind go from here? 
Well, I mean, I, I've already got pieces that I'm, I run out of time on. So I'm, I'm doing inserts in for the bed, the bead rolled. Um, the, the bottom side of the bed is going to be sheet metal bead rolled. Wow. All of it's going to be, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. So, and you know, here we are Thanksgiving. I've got, uh, my next show, um, I'm going to do two, two world of wheels first of the year. So, uh, first, first weekend in January, first weekend in February, Chattanooga and Birmingham. So I, I don't have a whole lot of time to, you know, and my vendors, you know, they, they have other customers too. So that's when the stress level goes up. Cause you know, I can't put them on if they can't get them done, but they, they always come through for me. Yeah, no doubt. We're talking with Eddie Gordy from relaxed atmosphere. You can find him E D D I E Gordy underscore junior on Instagram. Want to remind people too, though, you're the owner of Big Black Fab. That ties in nicely yes, with your crazy Big Black beard. And I tell you what, you have mentioned this. I know uh, one of your brothers in the club, Dave, with the amazing 65 Red Chevy, and so many others have come to you um, for this, you know, this, this awesome fab work that you do, the bead rolling, all these different things. Let's say someone wants to get a hold of you. They want something built. They, you know, they've got these crazy ideas, and you know, they know this stuff doesn't come cheap. Where, how, how could they get a hold of you, Eddie? A couple of different ways, and I mean, they can they can hit me up on my uh, personal Facebook page, which is Eddie Gordy. Um, like you said on Instagram, you know, Eddie Gordy underscore Junior, and I also have a Facebook business page, Big Black Fabrication. So um, I mean, I have I have people hit me up several times a week wanting stuff done. I've got tons of stuff lined up. So I mean, I, I feel very blessed to to you know because a lot of that pays for a lot of this. So. Um, and as long as I can make people happy, that's all I care about. I love it, man. Uh, you guys just came off this amazing year of celebrating the 30th anniversary of Relaxed Atmosphere, right? And you, yep. as well as so many other club members, have been out there, you know, hit, hitting the, 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 the shows hard, right? Going out, trailering stuff, you know, spending money. A lot. Stuff ain't cheap, as you mentioned. Um, what's the feeling been like all year as you've been repping the RA uh, logo, you just got to be on cloud nine knowing it's the 30th, man. Yeah. I mean, with being the 30th and then, you know, me and Blake Grogan and, and everybody else thrashing to get this thing done before our 30th anniversary at LST this year, back in February. And then, you know, I mean, that's, that was just epic in itself and bringing it home, blowing it apart, doing the suspension. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, my, my ultimate goal all year was, uh, you know, this, this truck, man, it, it's come so far and has turned, you know, so many different ways and I'm glad people's being able to follow it, but it's, um, you know, I, I, one thing I wanted to do was just win best mini, you know, and I've succeeded that and more way beyond my expectations. And I, I feel very blessed for it. So it's just, um, you know, I don't know, man. It's just it's just what I do. You know, I just there's no breaks. I love it. And between you, Blake, as you mentioned, Jeremiah, and of course T D, my brother, your brother as well. I mean, you guys are forming almost like I always joke with Tim. I go, man, this is like the new row, the death row. You know what I'm saying? Like when, once you go into you, you guys' little click, man, you, you end up with like some of the biggest, baddest trucks around. Yeah, I mean, you know, some of this stuff's like in reinventing the wheel, but hey, that's what makes us all different, right? Oh, yeah. And talking about Cookies and Cream, which is the kind of the, the theme slash name of your truck, 
Um, Got to give a huge shout out to Mini Truckers Union, you know, part of that Jason Bell umbrella. When they put cookies and cream on the shirt, I about lost it because the coloring, all of that stuff that Graphic Disorder put together for them came out so good. And I know uh, for you, that's that's just a great uh, feeling to be able to have it solidified, the success of that amazing mini on a t-shirt yeah. slash banner. Yeah, man. Uh, they they absolutely blew it out of the water. And Jason Bell, man, he's he's the best thing since sliced bread, man. He he give you the shirt off his back. He's the kindest guy. I mean, he I mean, he's awesome. Um, I mean, I've done, you know, so many different logos for this truck. I mean, even like John BB, John BB done me a new hoodie this week just for Autorama. It's got cookies and cream embroidered on it. Um, but you know, I mean, I told Jason, uh, uh I think it's spark show. I said, Hey man, I said, you know, just make, make sure I, I don't tag you too much. He said, man, he said, keep tagging me. He said, every time you tag me, I sell shirts. That's <laughs> like, yeah. all right, man, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. He's a good dude. And so, I told everyone earlier, you know, we're super excited for mini Nats towards the uh, end of April next year. I mean, Maggie Valley, amazing place. And, you know, arguably the biggest, baddest mini truck show in the world. So, you know, I, I, I'm excited for it, but um, I know your awesome daughter, she typically will accompany you to different events, but you know, with Thanksgiving, I think you gave her, you know, she could play hooky on this one, right, Eddie? <laughs> yeah, she. Uh, I got ready to actually uh, the night before I left. Um, I actually I worked third shift, so I had to work all night. And um, uh, my dad works with me. I told him, man, I said I'm going to leave at four. I got to go home, get me like an hour and a half sleep. So I went home, got me an hour and a half sleep. Got on the road about seven. And uh, she come in there before I left. Boy, she she was bawling her eyes out. She wanted to go, and I was like, "Well, I said it's Thanksgiving." And I said, "I just, uh, you, I don't want you to miss school." I said, "But you know, you need to be here for Thanksgiving." So, but yeah, she uh, she always she loves it, and especially Texas, man. Me and her both. Texas Texas holds a, a special place in our heart, and she she loves it just as much as I do. So that's good stuff. Well, you know, I've been telling everyone we're going to be out there just in a couple months, and. I forget when you texted me the other day if LST was on your uh, on your docket for next year, but I tell you, Conroe, man, you've been there. We linked up a couple times. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, it's an amazing event. Oh, it's awesome, man. Yeah, Lonnie and Lonnie and Radar and, and Jared and everything, man. I mean, they just it the, they don't have no breaks either, man. It's like what are they going to do to top the next year? Well, you go the next year, it's better than the year before. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they call they call Ron and go, dude, can you bring Hank? We're trying the top last year. And I go, man, you got to watch out, dude. You know, letting him go kind of roam around there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but I tell you what, man, um, it's always good to link up with you. I know you had a long drive. We want you to have a safe drive back. Uh, was there anything that maybe that we didn't get a chance to hit upon, you know, just kind of checking in with you there at the uh, Houston Autorama? Nah, I mean, it's uh, it's, it's pretty awesome to be out here, man. Um, I mean, I, I'm i glad I could I could come out here and on behalf of all mini truckers. And, and man, I, I've had I've had a few people reach out to me this week and, and, and tell me how uh, how this truck and and them following how it's really inspired them to, you know, do different things and actually start back working on their vehicles. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's very humbling to, to see the, the respect and, and the input and, you know, feedback from, from people. It, it's really, really good to hear. 1000%. And, and I'll even say for me, you know, we all need motivation. You know, some people go, yo, ODB, you know, you help motivate me. Well, 
I see your post and it helps motivate me to go, well, shit, man, if he's out there polishing and chroming and doing this, I need to get off this freaking couch, you know, and get moving because, again, <laughs> you even, you know, working that third shift and doing these different things, like, I mean, you truly solidify, like, a lot of times I say, hey, no breaks, but I'm telling you, you know, you you solidify it. And, and honestly, you know, it's inspiring to a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? It shows people that yeah. it can be done. It, you know, you don't have to be a millionaire to do this stuff. You got to hustle, and, of course, you got your side business. But you know, right. it's also tied into the community, and you're helping other truck enthusiasts. So, I mean, to me, it really can't be more of a win-win. Yeah, I I have several people that reach out to me, you know, week in, week out, asking me questions and sending me pictures. You know, I mean, you know, I I, I love to to give people, you know, input and and ideas and stuff like that. I mean, because that's that, that's what keeps this thing going. You know, if we stop having ideas and stop building. You know, it's going to die. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well, whatever you do, don't give any ideas to Mike. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to swerve him with the Lambo doors. You know what I mean? We'll edit this part out. He'll never hear it. But, but, dude, Eddie, it's it's always, dude, it's always a fist bump. It's always, uh, you know, much respect from Severed here, Florida, to to you guys in RA. And I wish you all the success out there. I can't wait to see you next year. Uh, we're going to see you down. I heard at Eastbound Get Down. Apparently, Mike's, you know, trying to coerce you down there. And if you make it down, dude, you know, we're definitely going to be having a good time. I'm going to try, man. I'm going to try. I can't, I can't promise anything. I'm like going to try. It. I like it. <laughs> well, listen, have fun. Make sure you get you some turkey this week. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, be That's safe, right. brother. And check him out, Eddie Gordy underscore junior on Instagram, just how it sounds, E-D-D-I-E. And as we mentioned, you can see right there in his bio, owner of Big Black Fab. And thanks for reinforcing you also have that Facebook page uh, for your business. Eddie, dude, tip of the cap, brother. Yes, sir. It's always a pleasure, my man. Be safe, brother. All right. Peace out. All right. Good stuff from our homie, Eddie Gordy. We certainly appreciate him and uh, safe travels back home. But most importantly, enjoy your time out there in Houston. So from a digital perspective... I did want to mention, if you go on streettrucksmag.com, make sure you check out the Truck of the Year. So they're going to do the award ceremony live December 11th, and that article is on their website, streettrucksmag.com, so you can go out there and kind of see there's going to be an award banquet and uh, whatnot. You can also still vote for Best Truck, and that's at streettrucksmag.com slash best-truck-of-2021. But again, the link is right here in the main story. So you do have to enter in your email address. The decision is up to you. And once you enter your email address, you'll get a chance to see who is leading it. So please, please, please go out there. Now, if I hadn't asked, I would say if you're a mini trucker, let's go for minis on the rise, Chris Mole. Billy Bob's 63 Datsun NL320. That's my one of my favorites. I also really like Fred Bishop's uh, amazing red F100. So those are two of my favorites out there. But Henry Fisher's, I mean, there's a bunch of different trucks. Uh, just get out there and vote. I think it's pretty cool what they're doing. Now, from an Instagram standpoint, uh, what I thought was pretty cool is I posted on OLP's Instagram it was 31 years ago that the first 
November issue of Mini Trucking launched. So up until that point, they were bi-monthly, or excuse me, they were quarterly. And that November kicked off the first monthly, not monthly issue, but the first issue that was named after a month, i.e. November 1990. So the cool thing about it was Sal Napoli's truck was on it. His truck was known as Smooth Character. And Jason Stevens also was on the cover as well. It was Brian McCormick's third credited feature uh, cover for Mini Trucking Magazine. And the cool tie-in is not only have we had Sal on before, but Sal was recently inducted into the Mini Truck Hall of Fame, which I think is fantastic. I love what they're doing over there. We got a chance to meet up with Sal out there in Vegas at the Mini Truck Hall of Fame ceremony, took a photo with him. But we wanted to kind of tip our cap because, again, November is that line in the sand when Mini Trucking Magazine started to go, hey, we're no longer winter, summer, so on and so forth. Damn it, we're November. So uh, check it out. The post is out there. And um, it's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. So tip of the cap to Sal. Now, I also saw that our family, kind of part of the family of Mini Truck Showdown, we've been talking about this, is Kern County Showdown. They um, have been posting on Instagram as well as Facebook, and they said, attention all media personnel and videographers, please reach out to us to submit your media pass. All media personnel must be accepted before entering the event. They've also talked about if you have yet to submit your entry for the event uh, and yet to pay, you have until January 1st of 2022. So go out to Kern County Showdown on Facebook or Instagram, and you can link over to kerncountyshowdown.com. There's a lot more information. The cool thing about this one is it's the 4th through the 6th of 2022, February rather. So February 4th through the 6th, 2022, and they're bringing minis back to Bakersfield, California. So come on out, uh, have a good time with the fam, and do the damn thing. Now, those are some of the scene updates that I wanted to cover for this week. And thank you so much to Garage Gear Clothing. It is getting to the end of the year, which that means the holiday season is upon us. And whether you're going out to Hamburg Weekend Wear and you're getting the open enrollment t-shirt subscription for next year, or maybe you want to mix things up, maybe for the child or for your woe man, or you just want to get some gear for your man, garagegearclothing.com offers free, yes, free shipping in the U.S. Go out there, hook it up. They've got plenty of shirts and all kinds of different gear. You just have to go to garagegearclothing.com, add OLP to the notes. You never know what Crystal and team might throw in for showing your support to OLP. All right, so next up, we got the key show updates, and gets a little bit easier going into the end of the year to talk about shows because, as many of you know, the shows start to taper off. Bayou Showdown was last weekend, of course, part of the Custom Car Show Productions uh, team, and that event apparently was phenomenal. Uh, hopefully, when we talk to Mike, we'll be able to do a couple minutes with him to talk a little bit about it, but from the coverage that I saw, it was just amazing, a great time had by many, and that's every year in Slidell, Louisiana. So really, the next big thing that we're going to be at is the toy drop. So the toy drop is put on by the team behind Made of Steel, and it's going down December 4th in 
Orlando. So it's at Deezerland Park, and that is basically like kind of like a car museum. They've got movie cars, all kinds of different stuff. And that, again, is December 4th. It's a one-day show, and we're going to be going out there. Mike and I are going to be set up. We're going to be vending. We're going to be supporting the event. We would really ask that you come out, especially since this year we didn't have the opportunity to get together back in August for the, the Memorial Cruise this can easily take that event's spot, you know, as needed. And again, it adds another opportunity for us all to get together. There's a ton of stuff going on in Florida from beginning to end of the year. And this is kind of the last thing that we'll have even after the Turkey Rod Run, which is this weekend. Now, Facebook, uh, Tank and team have done a great job promoting this event. Of course, uh, it's, it's simple. You go on Facebook and just type in Toy Drop. And you'll see the first annual Toy Drop Auto Show presented by Mile to Wild. And it is December 4th. They've got all the information right there. It looks like 835 people have selected, quote, I'm going. And there's a lot more interest. It's 5250 International Drive. Super easy to get to. And um, all of the information's there, right? So it talks a lot about the key things that you need to know about this event ToyDropAutoShow.com as well. As we get sideways into 2022, there are a few shows that I'll hit upon. Is of course you have, uh, you know, Mike's got a gun to my head to make sure I talk about his show along with John, and of course Eastbound Get Down Show is going to be the first of many, and it's going to be January 21st through the 23rd, technically in Ormond Beach, but really. It's at the Destination Daytona Complex. They've had amazing pre-sale numbers, you know, kind of pre-registrations rather. And I would argue and say this is going to be the biggest baddest show in the state of Florida, hands down. Uh, The amount of promotion that they've done with the artwork that they've acquired through Graphic Disorder and the support of the amazing state of Florida and beyond this show is easily going to be the biggest, baddest around. It's just going to take a year or two. And I can tell you what, from the pre-registration numbers I've heard, man, they're going to topple everyone. So I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. Now, from there, the next event that we really have on the radar is Lone Star Throwdown. So the 25th through the 27th, uh, we talked about that earlier, Conroe, Texas. You guys know, be there, LoneStarThrowdown.com for more information. After that, basically a week later, we're going to be in South Florida, Lake Wales, technically, for relaxing on the ranch. Now, I've mentioned this before. I'll have the opportunity for DJ ODB on the ones and twos. So I'll be trying to live up to DJ Mays. I know I can't do that, but it's going to be awesome. They don't have a lot of pre-registrations, but what I'm asking for you is go out to relaxing on the ranch, Instagram, tap on the link in the bio, and you can pre-register right there. You can select if you want a camp, if you want a room, you want a tent space, you want a room for an RV. You have all of the opportunities, so you can kind of gallivant on down there. For us, it's not that bad of a drive. I've driven it the last, I want to say, two years solo, down there in the morning, do the damn thing, and drive back solo. So I'm looking forward to it. From there, we're going to be at Orange Beach Invasion, and Orange Beach Invasion is technically the last weekend in March. 
they did move it, right? So we're going to talk a lot more about this event. But if I look at the calendar, basically it's going to be the, I think, 25th through the 27th, if I remember correctly, for 2022. So that um, obviously was done to help try to get it away from the spring break weekend itself. It's the 25th through the 27th. There's technically two Instagrams. There's Orange Beach Invasion, and then there's Orange Beach Invasion Show. Uh, Orange Beach Invasion Show was the one that Greg, rest in peace to our homie, was technically running. But uh, more to come with this event. I know um, Altered Metal is also next year, so i got to kind of see how that's going to align because I want to say that was going to be the same weekend. So more to come there. And then Mini Nats is the 23rd through the 25th in Maggie Valley, so we'll, of course, be there. And uh, Sparks in the Park is the first, so I kind of get these mixed up, that's the first weekend in April. That's really all I want to kind of hit upon there and just know that I'm spending some time now to update the calendar. So if you go to our lifestylepodcast.com, on the left, if you're on your iPhone or Android device, it doesn't matter, click on official OLP show calendar. And then once you land there, you have to click where it says click here. So tap on that, and you're going to get a pop-up that says, do you want to subscribe to the calendar? This is a standard calendar kind of through iCal. You can subscribe through Android or iPhone. All of these dates will be in your device. You'll get a reminder. You'll have a link to the Instagram if applicable. You'll also have a link to the website um, if applicable. So those are some of the key show updates brought to you by our family at the West Coast Influence, you can go to minitruckfilm.com. You can go to minitruckfilm.com and order the Blu-ray or DVD. This is the perfect time for your significant other, maybe your son or daughter, showing interest in the mini truck scene, and they want the history, which we refer to as the West Coast Influence. You can pick up this Blu-ray or DVD, and it's a great stocking stuffer. Okay, next, we got the podcast updates. There's not a lot to share. I do want to say we do have something cool coming next month that we'll announce, a couple of things rather, and we are working on the end of your show. I've actually been working on that for some time. There's so much jam-packed into that those couple of episodes that hopefully we're going to do in about a month at the tail end of December. If you can imagine, we're pretty much at the end of the year, which is insane to me because every time I get to around this year, I think, man, 365 days passes so quickly. And I always try to figure out and say, well, what were my goals a year ago? Did I start those 365 days ago to start plugging away to get to where I want to get to today? Because if I didn't, I need to write those goals down, type them into my iPhone notes or whatever. I got to start plugging away because, again, I'll tell you what, the older we get, the quicker, at least perception-wise, to me, it seems that time passes, and if you don't set those goals, whether it be finishing a project, kickstarting a project, or whatever it is, you're never going to be able to achieve those. So, uh, you know, do your best to stay under rise. Now, uh, you can also leave, if you're on an iPhone or an iPad, one of those Apple devices, go to the Apple Podcasts app. You can tap on library, select OLP, and then scroll down, leave a five-star rating. It really helps us. You can also type in a review. That helps us as well. We'll read those in a future episode. You talk about another opportunity. Joey at Get Decked can take care of your awards needs. If you want to put your significant other's vehicle on a skate deck, 
He can do those one off, no problem. Look up Joey Dilworth or Get Decked, two words on Facebook and or Instagram. Send Joey a direct message. Let him know that you heard ODB talking about what he does, and he will get you squared away. Joey at Get Decked. All right, so we're going to wind down with some Airhead Nation updates, and I'll go through these a little quicker. Then I'll uh, hit on some Black Friday updates, and then we'll see what other audio we can pick up. So right now, I haven't heard from Miggity Mike. I text him, and of course, he's probably all pissed off. We swerved him. But we'll try to pick up a little bit of audio with him to get the trivia in, and then we'll roll into, of course, at the very end, Max Fish. So I know this episode's been kind of a hodgepodge of a lot of stuff, but I hope that the listeners appreciate it, really just trying to mix things up and keep uh, from becoming stagnant, right, with the same old, same old with Mike and Jay and ODB, right, and all of us going crazy, talking about all this stuff, being able to hear, boom, boots on the ground, Eddie Gordy at the Houston Autorama, checking in with Ron, he was at Dino's Get Down, those type of things mean a lot to me, and again, it gives you guys another voice to hear rather than Mike and I all the time. So first off, Airhead Nation updates. Happy Born Day to Eric Mosley, one of our homies, RA Florida here locally, and happy Born Day. I hope that you enjoyed it. RIP to Roger Plant, okay? Roger Plant is a true legend OG in our scene. This name may not ring a bell when I shared the Mazda limo the other day with the topper had Tim Brendez chime in. Damn, a true innovator of the early scene. I went by concepts one day with an absolute crazy idea. He took time to come look at my truck and talk to a silly broke kid with crazy ideas and said, quote, we could figure out how to do anything you can dream up, end quote. That day inspired me to follow my passion and always take a crazy idea uh, as a challenge to figure it out, RIP Robert. And, you know, I thanked Tim for chiming in on that. And there were other folks that chimed in as well. You know, Juan Trevino said, may he rest in peace. Uh, He mentioned Jesse was the actual owner of Midnight Illusion, and he was, uh, to this day, a good friend of, of Rogers. Everyone is saddened by his passing. So, RIP to a legend, again, whether you've been in the scene a long time or not, the one thing is sure is that there's a lot of folks that have came before us from the 60s, the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and beyond to get us to where we are today. So we always have to tip our cap, show our respect to the OGs like Roger Plant. I want to say congrats to Tank. He posted about his weight loss journey. So great job, homie. Tank, again, is a great dude. Been around this area a long time. He's a big backer, supporter of the Toy Drop, which, again, is for charity. So let's get behind and get out there on December 4th, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Celeste, I saw, was engaged to Zach Timmy LeBrun. And uh, congratulations. Those two are a great couple. Additionally, we've got Brian and Donna Gurley Nelson. Their son, Jordan, is starting to feel better. So congrats. I know that he wasn't feeling well, so congratulations to him. I saw Craig and Dion from Cal Concepts had posted RIP Alex G. And um, another person that's gone far too soon from Craig Frazier's post, RIP Alex G, gone too soon, going to miss you. So 
rest in peace. It looked like he was a true innovator, and all we can say is we're sorry for your loss. We saw that a previous guest on OLP, Colin, was accepted into the National Honor Society. His mom had posted about that, so we know that uh, the proud parents have to be super stoked for that one. And again, that was Melissa that had posted. So to Brian and Melissa, congratulations. Great job, Colin. We did recently, I think we mentioned last week, but it was Tammy Miller, Greg's uh, widow. A rest of peace to Greg, Tammy's born day. So some of them got together. And I know I mentioned, I didn't mention her name earlier, but of course she's a key uh, partner. She's a key part of the Custom Car Show Productions family. And uh, we wish uh, her a happy born day. And then I did also see it's Benjamin Smith with the Mitsubishi, not the S10. We always give him a hard time, but Ben Smith, happy born day. We have a similar born day. I hope you enjoyed it. The Airhead Nation updates brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. Now, I gave Garage Gear Clothing a uh, shout-out earlier. I got it mixed up uh, because Hammered Weekend Wear sponsored the scene updates this week. But Garage Gear Clothing, again, cannot thank them enough. If you're looking for a holiday gift for your significant other and you like anything automotive or he or she does, make sure you go out to garagegearclothing.com. Order some merch, and guess what? It's free shipping. There's no telling what they'll be doing for Black Friday. Speaking of Black Friday, this is kind of the last segment that I have really for this week, and I want to thank All Time Low Magazine for the continued support. And uh, you can go to atlmagazine.com to order a subscription. Their uh, subscriptions are a little bit more expensive than a typical magazine because it's all homegrown. They do bi-monthly issues. Basically, you get six issues for the subscription price, atlmagazine.com. Right, so from a Black Friday perspective, here's the thing. One of the biggest things I can tell you to do is check your emails. Oftentimes, this is how companies communicate with their potential customers, right? If you're not on a mailing list for said company that you're looking to buy parts from, Sign up, right? A lot of times you can go to those websites and then boom, just enter in your email address. As an example, GoPro, you know, let's say you're looking to buy one, get on their mailing list. They're going to send you emails. Now, granted, some of us hate getting all those emails, but I kind of use one specific email address for any stuff that I sign up for, any promotional stuff. So anytime that I'm looking for a deal or I'm looking to see, hey, did Red Robin email me about burgers? I go right into that email. So check your emails. That is the one of the best ways, in my opinion, to see what deals are out there. Now for OLP for Thursday and Friday, so obviously if you're day one listening, you're going to hear this Friday, but we announced that we're going to have 5% off shirts, 25% off all stickers, including some of the sticker packs, which replicate the famed GT uh, bicycle company. So that sticker pack actually has four stickers on it, kind of give you the feel of the the decals that come for your bikes, and then twenty five or excuse me twenty eight percent off banners. So we don't do many discounts because the stuff is not cheap, and we put a lot of time and effort. We put a lot of effort into the artwork as well, a lot of uh, high costs. So it's rare that we do offer discounts, but we want to thank everyone with Black Friday. Uh, these codes uh, you'll be able. Uh, to go to our social media and check those out. 
now, um, let's say you're listening and you're like, hey, you know, I don't have time to go on social media. You know, what are the codes? I'll give you those codes here. Um, just know if you can't remember these or you don't have an opportunity to write them down, just go out and check out our social media and you'll see the codes. So you have Black Friday banner, 28% off banners. Black Friday sticker, 25% off stickers. Black Friday shirt, 5% off. And that's all together, no spaces, no underscores. I don't think it'll even let you put that stuff in. But Black Friday banner, Black Friday sticker, Black Friday shirt. So oftentimes the question might come up like, hey, we want to order a couple shirts and we want to use that discount code, but then I also do want a banner. The best thing I could tell you is do separate orders. I believe Big Cartel does not support multiple discount codes on one order. You can try it. If it does not work, just do separate orders. The banners have to ship separately anyways, typically because Mike and Shannon, they have to roll those up and put those into the longer box. Now, a couple of times, if it's a huge box, they can fit them in there, but typically the the, the banners are going to ship separately anyways, and you're going to pay for that shipping in addition to whatever else you uh, order. So get out there. It's an opportunity to save a little bit. And we appreciate all the support, ourlifestylepodcast.com. All right, so Asphalt Army, they did post. So thank you so much to Tony. He was one of the first people that had reached out to me. And I certainly appreciate him doing that, keeping us in the loop. Asphalt Army, we've had Tony on, an amazing episode, amazing dude, great family guy. Their Black Friday starts on 1125, which, of course, is Thanksgiving and it's going to run all the way through December 31st, dude. No codes needed. All shirts are 15. All hats are 15. All banners are 20. All hoodies will be 25. Asphalt Army on Instagram or Facebook, and then that will bring you over to AsphaltArmy.com. One of the coolest names, I think, in any kind of automotive brands. I love the brand. He just um, kind of wrapped up a pre-sale on uh, the mini addiction shirt. So typically he'll order a few extra of those. Get out there while you can. Asphalt Army. So you heard earlier from Riggedy Ron from HDWW. You heard about Hammered Weekend Wears Black Friday deals. So get on those. Now Airlift, in the past, many of us have been accustomed to them doing a 25% off deal. COVID comes last year. Of course, that does not happen. If I remember correctly, I talked about it. It was a 10% discount. Some folks were disappointed. My take on it last year was you can't get your hopes up all year for a discount because you just never know with this stuff. You just don't. So I've kind of moseyed around a little bit. I haven't seen anything from Airlift. I don't know if they're going to offer the typical 25% we've become accustomed to seeing if they're going to keep it close to the vest and wait till Thursday, Friday to announce, or do they maybe do 10% or do they maybe just not offer a discount? Now I know some of us are like, damn, Black Friday, you know, I'm looking forward to getting these parts. You know, I want to build this stuff going into the new year, but keep this in mind. I said this earlier, a lot of companies are struggling just to keep stuff in. Okay. I've seen a lot of different companies, a lot of different smaller shops mentioned, dude, it's hard for us to complete our customers' builds when we don't have the product, okay? So with Airlift, not sure what they're going to do. 
But I can tell you, if the 25%'s there, that's a pretty lucrative discount. I mean, you're starting to get into the territory of a discount that you'd get for like a sponsorship, right? Because that stuff, you know, typically is is costing them money, right? It's costing them revenue. Uh, sometimes, you know, obviously, if you if you're accustomed to building multiple vehicles over the course of time, you might get a, a deeper discount. But again, 25% is pretty lucrative. We'll have to see if Airlift does that again. Airlift performance on Instagram. Now, Michigan Metalworks, I follow them. I've always followed them. Um, always loved what, you know, the homie does up there. And on Instagram, uh, Michigan Metalworks, you'll see that he posted a photo of a box. This was on Wednesday. He says he's gotten a lot of messages and emails asking for having our annual Black Friday slash Cyber Monday slash name your price sale this year. And I wanted to let people know that sadly we are not. Uh, we will not be doing it this year. It's a combination of things really, one being that we have an unreal amount of orders on the floor right now. And this sale often buries uh, them in work. They hate telling people it could take up to 12 weeks. He kind of goes on. Uh, it's a pretty long post. I read all the way through it. And what I love is he kind of mentioned how the raw materials have went up such an amount, but they have fought to keep the prices at the same level, which I think is is really something uh, to be said. So congrats. Now, he does say at the bottom, we have a free shipping coupon active for the orders placed through Monday. So really, you still have that op- opportunity. It's ship F-O. Foe, ship foe free altogether. But to me, I think it's commendable what they're doing, right? He's he's addressing that many of us have become accustomed to seeing like that, you know, he would do this cool, like name your price, you know. Tell us, you know, worst I could say is no or not respond or whatever. So again, I think that's pretty cool. And um, I tagged one of my buddies in the post because we have seen in the past other control arm companies go out of business for taking too much money from people. We've also seen other companies, I could go on a whole ODB live and uncut, that do a pre-sale of freaking control arms and two or three years later, they haven't produced them, which I think is insane. How can you take, you know, 50 or 100 people's money, I mean, hell, one person's money for that matter, and just tell them, I don't know, we might make them again one day. Well, we're going to make them. We just don't know when. Well, in a year? I don't know. Two years? Eh, I don't know. I would tell you or anyone else, my personal opinion, do not do business with those kind of people. When people are gallivanting around the country on your money, they're going to shows. They're doing pre-orders on other stuff. Or excuse me. They're doing research and development on other stuff that they haven't even done pre-orders on. But then they have 200 people over here that they've done a pre-order on. You know, 100, 200, whatever the number is. And then they tell those people, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to it. Do you see where I'm going? Michigan Metalworks, to me, they're doing a commendable thing. They're trying to keep prices fair, but they're also getting the product out as quick as they can. That's the most important thing to me. Now, granted, sure, if you go to an artist and you go, hey, I want to I want to buy a painting, and the guy, go, you know, some crazy guy, and he goes, yeah, you know, I'll do a painting for you. You know, it's 10 grand or, you know, whatever people are paying. And he goes, I don't know. You know, if you buy this, it could take 
five years. You know, you know what you're getting into. And some people have argued with me and said, well, you know, I, I bought these control arms because, you know, the person said, you know, you know, we don't know how long it's going to be. Okay. So you're telling me you literally bought control arms and the person said it could be 10 years and you still paid? Nah, that's not happening. The person's saying, hey, we're probably going to be doing an order in the next six months. Maybe the next year, maybe give me a timeline of a year. But when that year comes up, my product best have shipped. If you're going to tell me then at a year, shrug your shoulders, I don't know. It could be another couple years. Dude, straight refund the money. I'm going to a different company. That's all I'm saying, right? And I'm telling you, I had a conversation with someone just like that. I have witnesses. And the person basically goes, ah, whatever. And I asked the person point blank. I go, so why are you working on other products over here that you haven't even pre-sold and you have 200 people's money over here? Why are you even at the show? My, my thing is stay the fuck home and get the fucking work. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. So again, I know it's supposed to be Thanksgiving. I'm getting a little off crazy here. But in all seriousness, my feedback is don't give money to people that do not produce what they say they're going to produce. I don't think anybody can argue with that straight up and down. Now, if they have some sort of tragedy, advanced plating, I dropped off a bumper one time took a lot longer than expected. They had a fire. I knew that. They told me it was going to be a while. Now, did it take a lot longer than anticipated? Yes, but I kept in contact with them. Those guys are always up front. I was cool with it. But seriously, don't give your money to people. Don't pay up front for stuff. And if they start giving you a hard time, just peel it back or use a credit card so that you can get that money back. Don't scam people, though. If you get a service or you get a product, don't scam people. So anyways, Back on track here. Now, GSI, the big homie Tom down south from NC, Florida, he recently ordered a GSI chassis. And I did see that GSI, they sent out an email and they uh, talked about uh, some of their discounts as well. And in that email, one of the things that stood out to me is there's a bunch of stuff that's going to be 10% off. So, even at 10%, you can save hefty. GSI's got some deals out there. Check them out. Uh, speaking of deals, uh, PST, they do steering. So PST is the steering that I have on my 64 Lincoln. They make some of the best steering products, as far as I know, for older cars. Now, it might even go into more late model stuff, but uh, 10% off, they emailed out. That's a pretty good deal for the Lincolns. It's about 450 460 something like that, I think, on eBay for their store for uh, the steering setup. So if you're saving 50% or, excuse me, 10%, sorry, 10%, then you're saving, you know, 40 50 bucks. That's a pretty nice saving, especially if you've already allocated some money uh, to go and buy said product. So PST Steering, you can Google them. It'll pop up. Pretty good stuff. Adams Polish, I've seen the ads on Instagram up to 30% off. I like when the companies do up to said percent because a lot of times you don't even have to use a code. You just go to their website. They've got it all marked down. And um, that's the cool thing. You can kind of scour through there and find some deals. And lastly, I, uh, the last two, one, AccuWare. I do not think AccuWare is going to offer any Black Friday deals. 
Uh, part of that is we had Ryan on recently, and they're ramping back up, right, as a company. They're trying to get product built, manufactured ASAP. They probably have a lot of people that are like, hey, you know, what are you going to do? I would imagine going forward, once they kind of level off, we'll start to see some stuff in the future. And then I mentioned GoPro earlier. I've got a couple GoPro products. I love them. They sent out an email, uh, save up to $260, which I thought was like damn good. They've been running all kinds of specials on the GoPro 10. The 260 in total value kind of talks about uh, give the gift that keeps on giving for a limited time, score an unbeatable $260 total value on the newly released Hero 10 Black plus accessory bundle with a one-year subscription to GoPro subscription. Uh, the cool thing about the GoPro subscription, I, I believe, is it backs up all of your content, which I think is cool. It's not that expensive going forward, and I do know that they give you discounts on products. So like, if you're looking to buy like a GoPro book bag or the gimbal they used to sell and things like that, if you're in that, that monthly uh, subscription, you have access to like, I don't know, it's like 10 or 20% off at any time for their products, which is freaking awesome. So you've got that. And then I think they also have, they do the free replacement. So if you have a damaged device, they'll they'll swap it out, no questions asked. So they offer a lot of benefits with that whole uh, GoPro subscription. But I wish I had more to cover um, other than OLP, some of the vendors, you know, Michigan Metalworks and, and folks like that. That's what I physically have seen. Uh, I did also, actually, I should say this, Street Trucks is offering a deal. You can go on their Facebook, and it's a pinned message, and it talks about, I think, like maybe up to such and such percent off a subscription. So if you need to renew or re-up, so to speak, go ahead and do that now. You can save some money. So those are the Black Friday deals I'm aware of. I'm sure more will come out in the coming days. I got to wrap this episode up on Friday, or excuse me, on Wednesday, because Thursday is Thanksgiving. And of course, Friday is going to be pretty busy doing family stuff. So uh, certainly appreciate all the support. We'll see if we're able to pick up and link up with Ruben and or Mike. We might not be able to. That's how we do. You know, Mike's trying to duck us on the whole question. I got a good one for him. I doubt he's going to get it. We'll have to see. And again, Max Fish linked back up with the big homie. So you might be thinking, hey, it's a hodgepodge of a lot of crap on this episode. Absolutely. It's jam-packed. It's free. But most importantly, we're trying to keep things fresh as we go into the new year and mix it up some with new content. So I think that's all I've got right now. We'll see if we pick anything up. If not, stay on the rise, and we'll hit you guys next week with an all-new episode. Be safe. Happy Thanksgiving a.k.a. Hanksgiving. Shout out to Hank at Hammered Weekend Wear. Be safe. Yo, so I wrapped up my audio a couple minutes ago, and I mentioned I'm going to try to link up with the big homie, Riggity Ruben. And Ruben, I'm going to say the same thing to you that I said to Ron earlier. Happy Hanksgiving, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jake. Uh, Glad to be on here, man. And then happy Hanksgiving to you, too. I know, right? It's around that time, man. I'm going to be... Chowing down on some turkey, man. I when I, I like when we met up at SEMA, had such a great week, and then you no sooner were down at Dino's, you made the trip down. Now, how long does it take you to get over to that area? It's close, right? Uh, well, that part of Phoenix, uh, from where I'm at, it probably takes us maybe uh, about five hours, and we were we were pulling a truck 
Uh, so um, we, we, we took a truck out there for a client that we're trying to sell for them. So uh, it added a little bit more time. And um, I want to say it took us about a little over five hours to get out there to that part of town. Nice, nice. Well, at least it wasn't too, too bad. And when I talked to Ron earlier, the listeners heard that audio. You know, he had his perspective on it. Obviously, he had to drive further. And what what was your take, right? I mean, this event has continued to grow. I got a chance to meet Dino at C10 Intervention. Great guy. Been a truck enthusiast many, many, many years. That's been established. But what was your take on this amazing kind of big event? Well, I was there last year. Actually, last year was my first time being there. And I was there on Saturday, and it was kind of late in the day. So there were a lot of people leaving. And um, we we drove out there Thursday. Actually, I took Jacob with me, and Chris took both of his kids with him. And um, so we kind of made it a family outing. And we got out there, like I said, Thursday night. And uh, we were out there kind of bright early Friday. And I couldn't get over the amount of people that were there on a Friday for a free, pretty much a free parking lot park and walk around and, you know, just hang out. But, um, you know, the amount of vendors that were there or, you know, the caliber of vendors, I should say, that were there and, you know, just the people that came out to this. I mean, it was just just incredible for a free event. And then on Saturday, um, I didn't think Saturday was going to be as big because of it. It's not as long of a day. I think it's over by like four o'clock. But man, it was hard to even find a parking space inside of like the roped off areas and whatnot. And um, like I said, the amount of people, you know, the the following that that this event has, it's just incredible. Dino's get down D I N O S G I T down dot com is the official site. And when I go out there, what's cool is I know he even had like LMC truck. You know, that's a big name in this whole truck industry. You know, for those kind of uh, companies to be on board, I know Switch Suspension, they're, you know, great friends and all that stuff. And, you know, although I don't know a lot about Dino, when I did meet him, there's no doubt. I mean, you can just, even if you're following him on social media, you know that like this guy's a truck fiend, dude. Like, I mean, even the panel vans and, and things like that, uh, panel trucks, you know, and, and whatnot. It, it, it's really pretty awesome. And with social media the way it is now, like you have an event like this that can grow. And to your point earlier, for those that don't know, there's no fee to, to register. I, I don't know if you have to register and it's free. But I just know that it's like, you know, their whole thing is Chevy only, and it doesn't cost anything. Right. And, you know, the, the, I, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet Dino a few times, and a uh, real nice guy. I mean, you, you, you can't say anything more about the man, but very, very nice guy. And, and uh, you know, for him to throw this event, you know, and I'm sure you will – I'm sure that the the vendors pay a, a premium to be there and whatnot, but you know the amount of people that he has walking through this, it's just, dude, it, I I can't put it into words. You just got to come out to it next year. And what a there's really maybe not a better community of truck enthusiasts, you know, outside of hot rodders that could do something like this because the I've always said this going back years, the C10 community is so you know tight knit that, you know, you can be a, like, you know, with Dino and his following, he can throw an event 
get a venue on board. Obviously, you know, he's kind of had to ratchet up to get to where he's at. But, you know, have a venue allow for this to go down. You know, there's probably certain provisions and stuff like that with the local, you know, jurisdiction and stuff that you got to do. But to be able to get this many people there, it's a cool concept because, boom, you don't pay anything to register. And then you have these vendors and sponsors and stuff that are kind of funding it. But then you're bringing all the enthusiasts right there that go, hey, man, I'll, I'll take a hammer weekend wear a shirt or, you know, whoever's there, you know, Square Body Syndicate and all those kinfolk. So, Dude, the concept, you know, is is continuing to show that it it, it can prove its you know its grounds in, in this truck scene. Right, and and you know, and the proof is in the pudding because I mean, you have people coming in from from all over the place, other states, other country. Pat Jobin was there from Canada, you know, him and his girlfriend Vicky, and you know, it's just it it turned into a global event pretty much, you know, and um, I see it growing even larger than what it was this year. You know, and it's kind of hard to say that because where he has it and he's already overtaken a large majority of the parking parking spaces or parking area there at that at that facility. But I mean, you know, I could see it growing even bigger than that. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think it's a great thing. It's a great thing for the truck scene in general. And try not to even fragment it to the C10 community because obviously there's a ton of OBS. They're on the rise, as you know since you run C1500 nonsense and was there one truck or something that you, that you kind of had wanted to see that you've seen on social media that you're like, Oh, it's cool to see it in person. Or was there one thing that stuck out to you at Dino's get down 2021 that you just, you know, fresh in your mind? Uh, you know, be quite honest with you. I just coming fresh off of SEMA. There was a lot of stuff that I saw there that was, that was at Dino's, you know, I, I can't really say just one thing, but just everywhere you look, you know, there was something new and something different to see, even whether it was something in a display, in a vendor's display, or, you know, in the in, a, in the parking lot that somebody just drove up with. You know, there was something to see. And to, to say I, I wanted to see one thing and, and I got to see it, I, dude, you can't put me on a spot like that. <laughs> you know, my, my mind was all over the place. Yeah, you know, I'll try, though, but... The cool thing is with social media, you can just type in D-I-N-O-S, get G-I-T down, and uh, you can look at the hashtag on Instagram. Of course, Facebook as well, but more, you know, I associate hashtags with Instagram. And you can see a lot of those photos, a lot of the stuff that's there, a lot of high-end builds, whether it be a C-10, OBS, you know, C-30, uh, stuff like that, um, which I think is just, you know, fantastic. One truck that I've seen recently in social media that I'm dying to see in person is, um, Caitlin Parker. Hers is MRS Miss Parker nine one eight. And I know you've seen this on social media. It's a C 30 that's white, but it has like this, uh, yellow, red, blue graphic down it. And I think Brian from grinder TV isn't recently even shot it. I saw like a teaser photo or something, maybe on grinder TV, but, um, I just think it's sick, dude. And we're continuing to see these amazing vehicles, you know, be plucked from, you know, all over the country and be brought back. You know, some of these are resto mods. Some of them are more kind of OG stuff. But, dude, it's a great time to be involved in the truck scene. Ain't that right? Oh, it sure is. And, you know, I I, uh, I look for details. I look for, like, little things that would, you know, not really be too eye-catchy, but... You know, definitely there at that show, there was a lot of little, whether it was, like I said, something parked in the parking lot 
or somewhere in a vendor's booth. I mean, there was a lot to look at. No doubt about it. So I wanted to transition for a minute before we wrap up. We're not here yet to announce anything, but I did a live uh, YouTube video. It was the first one we'd done because we're now at a thousand subscribers, and it was fun. You know, I'll do some things differently in the future, but I kind of talked about how recently I've really been diving into Sport Truck Magazine. I don't have the extensive collection that I, I wish I had. I, I have gotten rid of some of those over the years, but I got a lot um, that I love looking at, right? And you're a huge OBS fan. But I'm looking forward to in the near future to talk more about, you know, kind of the sport truck era. Yeah, you know, I, I, I love my 88 to 98s. And, you know, um, that whole, it, it, it's exciting for me to see all that stuff come back. And um, even more so, like, all the all the little niche stuff that, that we had back then, you know, to see people bring all that stuff back, all the true, you know, the early, early stuff, kind of like, you know, like the mini truck stuff where the guys are looking for the uh, pop-out back windows or, you know, the baby turbo mirrors, stuff like that. I'm, I'm really excited to see what comes out of the woodwork with all that stuff. Yeah, and having talking, you know, spoken with Josh Ellis in the past, and when he was doing a lot of stuff with his OBS truck, and and you know, there were some vendors that I knew of, like building acrylic fantasies, that are still been doing the stuff for 20, 30 plus years, whatever the number is. You know, seeing stuff like that, and then seeing like the Phantom Girls. You know, Showman has it on his crew cab, uh, uh, you know, truck. I love all that stuff. And for me to look back in a magazine, I, I pulled out a sport truck the other day. It was funny. Ronnie had posted a truck that was at Dino's and Ron had um, sent me a bunch of photos. So he was kind of boots on the ground and I was posting those. I think it was either you or Ron had sent the photos and the, one of the trucks was a, a truck. Like I knew the truck. I didn't know the name of the truck, but it was like on a sport truck cover, you know, like in 94 or whatever. And that's the cool thing because if you only read truckin' or mini truckin', you kind of maybe forgot that there were so many other you know trucks and products and all these old cool ads and stuff. And uh, you know, to your point, man, there's just so much out there, dude. It's hard to like be able to grasp it all. There's just so much. Oh, there is, and I think the truck you're talking about, the guy's name on Instagram, I believe, is NP Built on yes. Instagram, and yes, he, and he's. He's got a, um, it's, I want to say it's like a 90 or 91 GMC, uh, Sierra. It's, uh, silver in color that he, he bought and built. And then somehow along the way he found this truck and he's kind of, he's kind of saved it and brought it back and kind of curated it. And, um, I got to see, the, I remember seeing that truck years ago. I don't remember where, but I saw it in person once and, um, I, I spent uh, Chris and I and Jacob. We spent a good uh, a good bit of time looking at it, and um, in my opinion, it looks just as good as it did then. Now, you know, and I love seeing that. I love seeing these guys bringing back these old trucks and not changing them, but just you know preserving them. Exactly, great word, and just getting them mechanically, you know, can fire up, cleaning the fuel systems, whatever that may need to be done. Uh, you can go out and follow the new account. Uh, we'll talk more about it in the future, but Sport Truck Era. And that was November 97 Sport Truck cover. What was ironic is what I mentioned, Ronnie from OBS Talk, he had posted it. And 
I had just walked out and I was looking through my sport trucks and I have a whole stack of them. They're all in these little sleeves. And the first one on top was this truck. So I had grabbed it and I was like, I'm going to go look at this one. And I went over to my little table to sit down and I looked on Instagram and I was like, dude, like this is crazy, man. All the stars are aligning. But it was called Bodacious, Bodacious Bolt-Ons. Of course, it had this you know model on the cover, pretty hot chick looking and stuff. Steve Warner shot it. But again, that era is so epic, and many of us just grew up in that. You know, uh, my first truck and was around '93 that I remember buying and reading all this stuff and seeing, you know, you know, painting this and doing that and that type of stuff. But for me, the paint jobs really kind of bring us back to that era. Right, and and you know, those, that late '90s that was, I think, probably in the um, probably when all that crazy paint and body mods and stuff first started or started happening in you know the 88 to 98s and again to see something like that survive all this time and you know not abused or or neglected i mean and still look showroom fresh as it did back in the day i mean it's just awesome yeah no doubt about it man it's a great era and we'll be talking much more about it here in the very near future but ruben dude it's always good to link up with you uh tip of the cap I said the same thing to Ruben, or excuse me, to Eddie earlier in this episode. Again, it's been a kind of a a jam-packed one. But, you know, tip of the cap to RA band still on that 30th anniversary. And as we get sideways in the 2022, you know, NC and ST, we'll be catching up, man, to that 30th. Uh, thank you again, brother. And uh, thank you for the opportunities, man. I, I appreciate you and Mike. Yeah, we're going to keep the pedal stomped and – if Vickity Mike the Mayor doesn't answer our call, it looks like we'll be rolling into Max Fisher's audio. So everyone enjoy it. And uh, if you have some Black Friday deals that you want to share, share them in the Airhead Nation Facebook group and check out C1500Nonsense on Instagram for more. But Ruben, stay on the rise and happy Thanksgiving, a.k.a. Thanksgiving, brother. We out. We out. Hey, as I mentioned on this Black Friday episode, we also got a guest. Max Fish is coming back and just really got an opportunity to sit down and sync up a little bit and see how things are going. And Max, I wanted to thank you so much for just taking a little bit of time. We touched base recently via text. It's awesome to sit down with you again, man. Yeah, I care, man. I always enjoy uh, sitting down and talking with like-minded people as often as I can. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, we'll transition. I want to talk about the book, but you know, just in, you know, normal, you know, how's it going? I mean, how's life been treating you? Um, you know, everything good on your side? Um, yeah, I would say for the most part, there's a little bit of uh, some transitional stuff in uh, in the shop as I'm, you know, the book, of course, brought up some opportunities that I was mentally prepared for, kind of like hoping happened. And it, you know, dumped on me with being able to do more consulting and uh, kind of led into some product development and some stuff that I wasn't quite prepared for. Mm-hmm. So I've had a really, really busy, um, you know, I, I haven't been on, on Facebook for five months because I've just been focused on trying to get everything caught up in the shop so that I can transition efficiently into like, you know, the next phase of, of my, uh, my business, I guess, as it were trying to, you know, take this next thing. And then the two guys that I've got working for me, Tim and Devin, they, they're running running the bio bio customs that everybody's uh, accustomed to while i'm trying to focus on 
you know, getting caught up on uh, back stuff. So, you know, let's say that uh, life has been treating me uh, how it's deserved based on hopefully preparing myself for this next phase of things. <laughs> the next big wave, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I'm never one to sit still and, and take it as it comes. I'm always driving. So sometimes it ends up being a little rocky as I'm pushing. Yeah, definitely. And friends and family, everyone's good out there? Uh, yeah, my actually, my, my mom moved out of state recently, and she's the closest. My brother's got everything handled down on his end. And, and uh, you know, I've, like I said, I've been kind of absent for five months, so I haven't really seen anybody. But I call as often as I can and tell them I love them and make sure everybody's doing well. But, yeah, everybody's healthy. And, you know, considering the state of things, healthy and happy is, uh, is a big thumbs up currently so yeah definitely and you know one thing that i think is is kind of crazy is you know we've obviously been through this year and a half of this pandemic and stuff and a lot of times you know i'll think like man how are these small business owners doing it right and it always makes me think like man does just people not have money do, do people not have money to put into the stuff like this right with the way things are but then yeah. i hear of you know some shops are like man we're booked three four years out man dude our list is you know, we don't take clients unless it's these big builds and stuff. So it does seem like from a business standpoint, right, um, you know, money's flowing. It's just the hard thing is getting people to work or just getting the work done because everybody wants work done. Yeah, I think in in my circle of businesses that I talk to, they're all specialty type companies. Uh, so my theory is because movie theaters and Disneyland and, you know, all the like, extracurricular like leave your home activities have kind of been shut down mm -hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of uh let's say surplus income that was isn't being spent in other ways and so people are like well let's do this so like every motorcycle shop i know of is packed um you know i'm shoot i'm booked nothing hurt us we just kept working i'm i'm personally my own little business entity i'm booked until the end of next year um you know there's People just came out and they're like, hey, I want to do this. Like, okay. And, you know, the only thing that's kind of odd right now is not knowing the state of, you know, inflation, I guess. So right. I just kind of have to stay a little bit loose on my hourly rate and go, well, I don't know what the cost of living is going to be in a year, but this is currently my cost of living. So, you know, this is what my hourly rate is. But other than that, man, I anybody I know of that does custom stuff in any broad sense motorcycles cars anything like that everybody's packed they're busy busy so um but i'm with you i'm worried about i always look at like the the ones that are directly affected that own say restaurants and bars and stuff like that where they had no choice i yes. work from home yep they, they can't show up to my house and tell me i can't work anymore i've got <laughs> right. a fencer on my property you can't right. you can't come in here and tell me no um <laughs> so you know i i feel incredibly lucky that you know, I just happened to be in a situation where none of this affected me directly, except I had to wear a mask when I went into stores for a short time. And, you know, the area I'm at is pretty rural, so nobody really cares right, if I right. stay local. Walmarts and Lowe's and stuff like that are the only places that that did, but they haven't cared in six months or so. But, but yeah, my heart goes out to those poor business owners. So being, being a business owner, I'm like, man, as a restaurant, I couldn't imagine because I would love to. I've got a bucket list item would be to open up a small peanut butter and jelly stand oh, and yeah. – uh, and I would just be devastated if I put all this effort into that thing and then they just showed up and they're like, no, shut it down. Yeah, you can't you can't open your doors, you know, and and I, oh, I got to not even to yeah. get into the, the political side of it. But years ago, I visited San Francisco for work and 
we we were down at Fisherman Wharf area, and I remember seeing the In-N-Out Burger there. And recently, of course, it was in the news, and I thought to myself, like, I kind of like their stance on it. They said, hey, California, we don't want to be the vaccination police, so we're just going to shut down, shut down the inside. Like, we just won't take anyone yeah. in, you know? And I can understand that, because yeah. think about, like, if you're 15, well, not 15, but let's say you're 20 years old and you're working there, or whatever age, and then your manager goes, well, hey... Max, you know when when every customer comes in here, you need to you need to check their vaccination card. I mean, you're you're gonna kind of uh, be like, dude, like I mean, imagine I, I wouldn't want to ask someone that. Yeah, so. not yeah, not not our place as as individual humans. It's not our place to police other humans. Right. That's really it. Like, what are you gonna do? Pull someone over who's doing seventy five past you and be like, excuse, sir, sir. You're doing 75. I'm going to have to pull you over. Like, where does the line get drawn at that point? And I'm not okay with that, right? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, let's um, yeah. transition to the topic of I wanted to congratulate you. I know you've been busy, um, and I know you weren't able to make it to Vegas, but um, for the you were the class of 2020 Mini Truck Hall of Fame inductees for Builder. So, dude, tip of the cap, Max. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was kind of a... It was an in, like it was weird because I don't go to shows. I'm kind of I'm not active in the industry, as it were, like um, outwardly. I'm at home. I'm doing the thing, and of course, I interact with as many people as I can, trying to help out suspension design wise and stuff. But I've always kind of placed myself as more of a teacher, you know, guide. Let's let's make sure you don't hurt yourselves when you're going to the shows, when you're going out there. So it was kind of came as a surprise because it's always been like it's never what I did this for. I yeah. I. If you would have asked me, literally, people asked me when I was young and I first started this, I'm like, what are you trying to do? I'm like, well, I'm not trying to get rich. I know better. I'm a starving artist and always will be. All I ever want is for people to respect what I do. And that was that's pretty much that that thing that you get to hang on the wall that says, I just won the award that people respect what I do, right? Yes. And because uh, it's not like you, they don't hand out awards for people respect what you do, really. It's not like a thing. But that's like the closest I'll ever get to having that certificate of, of people respect what you do hanging on the wall. So I thought, man, what a, like, I, I don't even know exactly how to take it because it's not why I do this. But that's the closest I'm going to get to that, uh, that end goal of how do I achieve this? Well, there it is. That's how I'm going to achieve this. So. Yeah, it's a great well, way to, book, great take. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say, it's uh, that and book sales, obviously. You know, every sale of a book is like, hey, I appreciate what you do. Thank you, and here's some money. So that's, you know, not terrible either. But <laughs> Yeah, and spe but, speaking yeah. of that, I wanted to ask you, before we talk a little bit about some of the things you've been working on, the consulting and all that stuff, you know, when we had you on before, Max, you know, we were excited, you know, the, the book was launching and things like that. Um, overall, I mean, obviously it was a pet project of yours for a long time and you did a lot of work into it, uh, put a lot of work into it rather. Um, how would you say it's, it's went so overall? Um, better than expected, even from, from day one, my pre-orders were more than I ever thought I'd ever sell ever was just pre-orders. Um, you know, when I first put it together, I was like, man, if I could sell 250 copies of this, this would be grand, right. you know? And then I was like, oh shit, I might actually sell 500 copies. Um, and then meanwhile, pre-order was like 4,000 copies or something, 3,500 copies. I don't remember exactly what it was, but you know, it eclipsed that by quite a bit. And then, um, you know, I think at this point I've sold over 6,000 copies and 
you know, just get more orders every day. And since I haven't been on Facebook, I haven't really been able to market it. I've got the same ad, stale ad that's been out there for five months that keeps doing its job and people keep buying the book. So, you know, I'm looking forward to getting back out there. But yeah, man, as far as like how, you know, did the book do what I wanted it to? Heads and shoulders better than I wanted it to. I'm I'm elated. So, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that's awesome because, you know, when I went through it and, and I, you know, read a lot of the stuff, a lot of it's over my head. Right. And, and you're very uh, particular with your stuff and you know, you know, you know, all that stuff inside and out stuff I don't know, but I look at it and say, wow, man, it's so awesome that someone like yourself um, could, could have this knowledge and, and put it down on paper. My dad used to say, you could read a book from a guy or a lady that took their whole lifetime to learn something and you can read this book and get the knowledge. Right. So to me, for yeah. you to spend spend the time to put it on paper, that was freaking awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, for me, it it felt like I kind of had to pay it forward because all everybody had helped me out because I couldn't find the information. But I worked near enough to people who built race cars and stuff that they fed, you know, they shared the information with me. But as I'm out there reading all these books, one either they were too clinical or that some of them had poor information like, man somebody's got to do something about this especially for the mini truck crowd like the truck just a bagged crowd in general but of course me being in the mini truck world like dude nobody nobody cuts apart cars like mini trucks the only thing that's close to that is off-road guys like serious right. off-road guys yep. other than that you know like i bagged my lamborghini oh what you installed some air strut coilovers like there's nothing particularly special about even a bagged Lamborghini. I don't care that it's a quarter million dollar car. It's an easy job. Mini truck, you cut the entire back half of a truck off and start from scratch, right? Or some of these guys that are just starting from, you know, just pull the cab and the bed off and then start from 100% scratch. Like, who else does that? Don't, don't get me wrong. There's people that are doing that, but not in the... Not in the way many truckers are where some dude who just spent $3,500 on his first truck tears it apart in his backyard and knows nothing about anything. And he's like, nope, I'm doing this, right? Um, so it was just a unique industry that needed real help from somebody who could speak like a human rather than a clinician because that takes all the fun out of stuff. It makes it to where nobody wants to read it if it's too clinical. So, um, yeah, it just felt it felt like my duty like i've got to do something here to do this and obviously it's paid off but it just it, you know standing back and going this they need stuff and you know it's interesting as, as i'm saying this the off-road world is asking me the same thing hey do you know anywhere that i can do a book like this but for off-road stuff I'm like yeah uh, no <laughs> there's right. too many variables in the off-road world but to my point of nobody's cutting apart vehicles the way off-road guys and mini truckers are it's just that's just how it is man it's crazy so so thank you yeah no doubt i read a book i was doing a lot of research and i read a book riding on air and i was blown away and you know you and i haven't talked about this but you know in this book you know it talks about how air suspension got its start like you know back with the greyhound buses and stuff and but yeah. towards the beginning of the book it even talks about how Really, it even goes back to like, believe it or not, this is crazy to some people. It goes back to like the 1800, 1847, it had mentioned where they talked about like horse drawn cabs and, and mm. basically trying to come up with this concept of, of like, 
using like an air spring, so to speak. Not not like what we do today. I think it was like even like a more yeah. basic process of it. But just the thought of it was was back that long ago. And then you look like to the mid nineteen hundreds, and you know the Greyhound buses and stuff, right? So you know, and then and then yeah. you get to the nineties, and then Gendros, you know, starting to put bags on 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 trucks. So it, it's come a long way. That's all I can say. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I've got a 1959 Cadillac in the backyard that's factory bagged. Yes. Yep. I remember they were doing that. I've read yeah, a little bit so, about that. Yeah, exactly. It's, and it's like, man, that's way ahead of its time. Is mechanical valves to hold it at right height. And I think there was a lever under the dash. It's, it's been a while because it's a full restoration. Wow. Well, I apologize for that uh, oh, jet that's, flying that's overhead. <laughs> <laughs> um, the... Uh, it's a restoration, so I don't remember exactly how it's actuated, but yeah, all the way back in 59. And I know they were earlier than that. If it's, yep. I mean, if it's on the civilian market, it's been longer than that. Right. It, exactly. So, it is kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, speaking I of think the there's still a lot, I, I, I'm sorry. I just sorry. wanted to hit, hit yeah. this too real quick is we feel like we've made so much progress with airbags because now people kind of doing, I honestly think there's still a lot of, new like learning to do about how to make airbags do what we want it to in the same way not in the same way that spring st steel springs do but in a way where we can hit more reliable targets um the way you can with a steel spring you know if you want it to ride softer you just change out to a softer spring and you change the preload a little bit and we get this very deliberate ride quality i believe that there's still a lot of headspace in the airbag world to where we can get there. And it's a lot of what I've got in my head of like, how do we achieve this next level? Like, okay, we've got the suspension geometry kind of figured out. Now, how do we get to this next level of, you know, deliberately picking an airbag and how do we tune that uh, for specific ride quality? I think there's a lot of stuff there and it's, it's something I've got working on in my brain of how to, how to achieve it. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And obviously maybe a 2.0 volume down the road. We'll just have to see, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know one thing of content, you know, a, a, a contention for a lot of people that talk about this. I was just talking to someone that used to work at Counts Customs this past weekend, and we've had guests on before. We talk about well, you know, some people think you got to have the biggest compressors, and then they're like, "Well, I've got big tanks and big compressors," but that isn't always the answer because then you're constantly filling the big tank, and you don't need that much air. So there's a lot of things I think like you could talk to ten people and probably get ten different answers on. Hey, you yeah. should do this or no, this bag is better. Like my buddy Jimmy, my understanding is he loves running the sleeve bags now in the back. You know, for years yeah. a lot of us ran the bellow bags over the axle and we're like, Oh, that's great. And then he kind of found, well, man, these sleeve bags are even better. So just oh, always yeah. a learning process. Yeah, that's why one of the big things if if uh anybody listening has read my book, one of the big things is don't get hung up on your preconceived ideas of what is right because there's so many options. I look at every vehicle and I go, okay, what's going to fit right? I still use sleeve bags occasionally. It's been a while because they're hard to get until Slam just recently came out with one. But I like the, the 9100 series stuff from Firestone, but it's impossible. Not impossible, but man, it's difficult to get. But I was using those back in oh, early 2000s uh, when they were literally still had a Ford logo on the side of them because they came off of the Explorers <laughs> or Expeditions <laughs> right. or whatever they were. Yeah, and Ford's like, yo, Firestone, why are you selling our bags with a Ford logo still on them? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the sleep bags, it, there's, a, there's an application really for every bag. There's no one rule 
for where a sleeve should go and all the bags should go. So yes, you're right. Everybody's got opinions on how things should ride, how to install them, what works best. And I love seeing everybody's opinions on what works. Cause a lot of times I'm like, fuck, I'd never thought about that. Um, like what a great idea and then go, okay, you know, just added that to my repertoire of, Hey, next time, maybe that'll work. I love it. You can go to airsuspension.book.com and you can see the book that Max is talking about originally published, I think technically April, 2019. And, um, yeah. I mean, for a great price, it would make a great, um, you know, holiday gift, Christmas gift, uh, get out there and check it out. Um, pretty cool stuff. I'm, I'm excited about it. Talk to us about, has Thank that you. opened other doors? You know, you mentioned consulting and things like that. And you and I had talked before and you talked a little bit about, man, like, you know, you want to do more of that, but does that turn into something where a company hits you up and goes, Hey, we want you to help us develop a kit. Like where, where are you at mindset wise now? Yeah, Totally. Um, and, and before I, I go down that conversation path, man, if, if I don't remember to say hi to Cassidy, I'm going to get a really nasty text here in a, uh, after this thing publishes. Oh, nice. So, so hi Cassidy. Cool. Uh, anyways, now that that's out of the way, <laughs> um, yeah, I've actually had, um, several people. I do a lot more stuff at, uh, probably one or two a week at this point where it's kind of split maybe 70 30 where 70 percent are do-it-yourselfers who don't have enough experience building they're like very skilled fabricators but don't have enough experience with suspension having read the book and going man i would really like to have that guy's input to make sure i don't spend months and thousands of dollars building this and then ends up driving like shit I wonder if I could get this dude on the phone and just, you know, pick his brain. I get a nice. lot of that, um, nice. which is, that's my favorite. Um, it's not as profitable just because I, I end up talking to him for one hour and then they're off and they do their thing. But that's the most rewarding is somebody that goes, I have this wonderful idea. I see that, you know, how, you know, what you're doing, please make sure I don't make any mistakes or, you know, or save me from my own, my own mistakes. And then, you know, I get them kind of point in the right direction and we chat here back and forth and they send me some ideas and I just keep, keep them kind of pointed. I love that. That's my favorite, but I've had a few companies hit me up for straight up product development. Um, one of the, one of my favorites was a company that, I, uh, they're a kind of a short run prototyping company here in Southern California where all they do is high end one off, projects military some of them military spec um they built the jet on the top gun movie has it the new top gun movie has that oh, come really? out no it got pushed back a few times but it's coming out soon yeah yeah so they there's a stealth and i never even saw i worked for this company for three three months and i never they've got a picture hanging on the wall but it's got a sheet in front of it that says coming soon i, wow. I couldn't even see a picture of it but like i had to sign in every day as non you know non-disclosure type stuff um to even walk in the door and do my thing but they had a project that was suspension related um that they brought me in and they're like, well, you can't tell anybody and this is what we're doing. And I developed this really, really cool project and, you know, kind of going back to, I love hearing other people's ideas. So I sat down and I, I spitball. This was kind of a really, really cool, very humbling thing. Here I am, the superhero of suspensions talking to this guy who's a straight computer geek and knows very, very little about suspension design. And we're trying to figure out 
how to navigate this very specific, difficult problem. And we're in front of a dry erase board. And I'm like, well, this is my idea. And he's like, well, this is my idea. And this guy's like absolutely brilliant, Mensa level IQ, mm -hmm. just no mechanical, you know, very, very little mechanical understanding. And he's spitballing ideas. And I'm like, man, this guy just barely has a fundamental idea of how suspension works. And he's like, well, I thought this and I thought this. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, that's brilliant. Right. Yes. I was like, okay. So I erased my whole side of the board and I'm like, let's take that. Let's talk about this. And we ended up building this hybrid design that used his, his fundamental idea. And then I turned it into a viable system, but I never, never would have come up with the idea that he did as somebody who knows nothing about suspension. And he came up with a super wild off off the wall idea and i'm like dude what the hell and now the company last i talked to him they're like yeah we're talking about patenting this design i'm like well should, i should have charged you guys more right, right. <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> that's but, awesome um yeah like i've done you know a company in australia hit me up and they're designing some stuff and they needed me to like refine they're a bunch of brilliant engineers same sort of company brilliant engineers but none of them are suspension guys so they designed all this crazy stuff drove it on the street and they're like yeah it's a sketch as hell can you look at our idea and see what's going on and and so I kind of like shored up all of their points and said, here, do this. This should get you into something that's not scary to drive. Because my, my primary focus when somebody says, hey, design me something is how do we net a positive driving experience? Not how do we get down the track fastest? How do we corner the quickest? It's none of those things. When we're bagging a car and you just want to get this truck to lay on the ground and it's all beautiful and all the things. You don't care how fast it is in the quarter mile 99% of the time or how fast it takes corners. Yes. You don't want that thing to drive sketch. You want to be able to get out of your Honda Accord and into your truck or whatever other car you drive and get into your truck and not be afraid of it. You just want it to drive normal. Yep, I so, agree. So, so how do we just, how does the end goal become just a, what I call a positive driving experience? Um, rather than a negative one, man, that'll wipe you out. Just drive an hour down the street in a car that's trying to kill you the whole time and you get to where you're going and you're just emotionally drained because this thing tried to kill you for an hour. Uh, you know, most of us go, they just chalk it up to like, oh, that's custom cars, sort of, <laughs> but not, you know, when I'm charging the kind of money that I charge for my clients and then if they were to have a car that's trying to kill them the whole time, I, I would feel like I did my job poorly. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, and it's something we we briefly talked about last time when we talk about you know suspension and things like that. And a lot of people, you know, you, again, you could ask ten people and get ten different answers. But one thing that I've always been excited about is even the air management side of it, where it's yeah. come so far. My first bag vehicle had quarter inch lines with the manual valves and hardly any leaks. I loved it, right? And yeah. I still have friend friends that run similar setups today with rarely any problems, but. The cool thing is, though, there's so much choice out there. I've even noticed recently, you know, there's there's an expansion of like, okay, the tanks with the fittings on the end. Now they got square tanks. I saw at SEMA, and they've got the fittings, you know, just in like the perfect places and things like that. I mean, I would have never thought 20 years ago that there'd be so much choice out there. And the air suspension isn't just mini truckers now. It's literally all throughout the industry. Yeah, and that's that's really... So it's a double-edged sword, right? Where those of us who love airbags are like, man, I hate Johnny come lately. So I don't want some dude to roll up next to me in their Honda Civic or whatever. You know, like, 
you know, be hateful towards whoever you want to hate. And, and I get it. Like, come on, man. I don't, you know, yeah. don't act like you're cool because you just went and bought this and installed a kit or whatever. But really, they're driving the technology. That's yes. that's really it, you know, because there's, you know, 10 million people out there that are bagging their import cars. Um, and they just want something that bolts in is simple, but they want like, how do I make this fancy? And so they're willing to spend the money on the ride controllers and the, the cool tank and the neat compressors and all the, you know, the valves and stuff like that, where mini truckers, uh, you know, trucks in general, sorry, I keep saying sure. mini trucks, but just the truck, the custom track crowd, the bag truck crowd in general is like, I'm cutting into this thing seriously. Like we talked about now, what are my options for this other stuff rather than vice versa? Where the custom stuff is really the addition because the the kit is over the counter. And then how do we do, you know, what's the cool tank? What's the cool all of these other things? So it's really opened up that that um, like availability in the aftermarket, which is great. It's fantastic. It's not necessarily helpful on my end because everything I do is just one off. I mean, I bag like two cars a year, so I don't care what's available. The client will bring me whatever it is they think they want in it. Um, but for the general pop. Uh, you know, general builder, dude, I'm stoked that all this stuff exists. Everybody, all their different ride controllers that all do something slightly different. Everybody's got their own idea. Like we talked about what works, what doesn't. I've got some cool ideas that I'd love to see implemented down the road again with, you know, ideas that I think are still there for growth. I haven't seen anybody that's done some of these things yet. And I would love to work with, uh, a ride control company that could implement some of my ideas, but you know, this, that's, kind of long-term goals i don't have anything on the on the horizon at the moment but but i i love the fact that there's enough there to where my long-term goals might actually be a possibility rather than before it would have been like a pipe dream right 10 years ago it'd be a pipe dream to come up with some of these weird off-the-wall ideas that are until we're implemented to what we have now you know yeah i agree and you know this is a whole nother topic but i thought it was interesting at sema i talked to this guy and I forget if his name was like Tinjin, um, real nice guy. He had him and his brother built cars that were in the Ford area indoors, and they were both like electric cars, right? So you know, a lot of us have our feelings about electric. Is it the future? Is it not? Pollution, whatever, right? So the crazy thing was, both cars are bagged. Of course, there's no engine up front, so the front's open. You got these crazy air badass hard lines all bent all these lights all this crazy stuff the one car has solar panels on top it's going to charge the car it's going to charge the electric bike on the back all this crazy stuff wait before you finish this i really hope you tell me that had gas powered compressors (laughs) i wish it did i wish it did so the crazy thing is though is to me even um even if this electric stuff takes off, you still have suspension on cars. And to me, I love the air suspension stuff. So with the hood open, I got a chance to see something that would normally be in the trunk of a car, but it was up front. So it gives a whole different perspective to these oh, yeah. trunk setups. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love the – it's not my style, but the, like, um, the air ride displays. Yeah, yes. I think yeah. – yeah, the, like um, – the supply display, I guess. Yeah. I don't know exactly what you'd want to call it. I, I like to do that on the suspension end rather than on the uh, the delivery end. But um, yeah, I think it's it's just a different take. My my take is more of leave the leave the internals of the car, leave, make the trunk functional, leave the uh, the interior of the car functional, and then do all the wild stuff underneath. Um, where obviously these guys with the display areas, you, you kind of like, what do you want? Do you want to be able to store your, you know, your diaper bag? 
in there or is that going to go in the back seat so that you can put your cool carbon fiber tank and gas powered uh compressors up front <laughs> or whatever you know so again i i just think across the board i love options and i love there's some love that there's something there for all of the artistic visions that everybody's got right now is super cool oh yeah yeah exactly because you know i like riding this i have a donk board it's like a big long board but it has big wheels on it right? Ah, so I can pump yeah, once yeah. and I can ride forever. And it's kind of, you know, I'm an older guy. So, you know, it's fun, right? Reminds me of my youth. But then I see the guy come by on the fucking <laughs> one wheel. Okay. And this guy's yeah, just leaning yeah. forward and he's going zipping like 30 miles an hour. And I'm like, that SOB. Like, dude. Yeah. Man, oh, that's yeah. Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Those things give me anxiety, man. <laughs> I know. Cause I've seen someone <laughs> take a face plant on one, dude. They're not, it doesn't look fun. So, well, no, you can't get off. They go so fast, you can't get off. Like, yeah. you, you know, if when you're at, at high speed and you're like, nope, this is too much. I got to get out of here. They're just, you don't really have a choice. You're just going to back yourself into a corner on that one. Well, here's a funny tie-in to that, okay? Um, I don't know if you remember as a kid, there was a show on called Press Your Luck. And it was mm -hmm. like when they would hit the button, it was like you didn't want to get the whammy. So on a recent episode, yeah. I was talking with Mike about no whammies. Well, back in the 80s, the guy had a VHS player, so he would record it. And he figured out it was one pattern where the little thing would jump around. And he memorized it. Okay? So then he got on the TV show, Max, and he knew the pattern. The problem was he kept not getting the whammies. Okay? But then what you just said, he couldn't get out of it <laughs> because yeah. he never thought through <laughs> the process of like, okay, well, if I keep winning money, how do I actually end the game? <laughs> yeah so he was yeah. fucking yeah. landlocked but it's a funny they yeah. had a documentary one time on the game show network it was pretty funny but but yeah, yeah it sounds like you're doing some cool stuff dude and i think that is yeah. awesome dude yeah thank you uh if i can talk a little bit about my my current project sure um there a couple of years ago at this point unfortunately it's taken this long and it's taught me quite a lesson but um, I decided to develop a kit, my first legitimate kit for the front of the Tacomas. And I chose the Tacomas because they're kind of the redheaded stepchild. And the reason for that is kind of going back to the fact that there's, you know, just not enough people doing them to necessitate an aftermarket support, right? But the thing is, is there's plenty of people doing the Tacomas. What doesn't necessitate necessitate the aftermarket support is the fact that you could just like flip a ball joint right you could just you know anybody with the first generation tacomas we all know that you can just make the spacers and you can move around the, the strut rod and move the the ball joint spacer on top and flip the ball joints on the upper arm and then all of a sudden you get a tacoma <laughs> that'll lay on whatever wheel you want who cares the fact that you just fucked off the suspension geometry it got down so because it got there for the backyard dude who was doing it simply means there's not enough drive for actual aftermarket support in say by way of a drop spindle or something like that mm -hmm. so because of that tacomas were went super ignored um we're obviously the opposite of that being s10s where everything exists for an s10 so um i've been building drop spindles for the uh for the tacoma for a while but it was like a modified factory spindle that swapped it over to a uniball because it's kind of what it took to get there. The stock ball joint kind of limited the travel. It was a weird, a weird anomaly on them. And then I ended up with like three different dudes who were asking, Hey, can you just build me some cool arms? Because nobody had anything, you know, I was doing the sheet metal arms and then I was already building the spindles and 
you know, I was like, man, three guys that are here. And then I got a call for a fourth dude who wanted Tacoma stuff. Like, man, I should just sit down and build a kit. So sat down, kind of put together some ideas, came up with, because of course I've bagged, you know, endless amounts of Tacomas in my day. And I, so I know where they fail. Should I work for a dealership when they first came out? And I remember the first 95 and a half Tacomas all had recalls because they were tearing the frames off in the front end. So we, you know, anybody that's owned a Tacoma that doesn't know better has had frame mounts, you know, upper air mounts tear off the frame, the strut tower tear off the frame. Like they've, they've got their own issues. They got the whole, a whole pile of their own problems. So I was like, okay, well, I know what the problems are. I, I can build, I already build drop spindles. I know what the geometry is. I know how to fix all of the Tacoma problems. So I sat down and I went, you know what? I'm going to develop a super high end, super premium Bilstein shocks designed around fundamentally around a slam bag. Um, but with options, cause not everybody is a fan of slam, which was fine. I don't want to pigeonhole anybody. So I made all kinds of like universal options, but developed this kit that did everything. Anybody, any mini trucker would want. Looking at it from, you know, you're talking about you being an old guy. I'm an old guy. I want something that drives nice. Got my BMW. If I can't get a truck and it drive at least close to what my BMW does, I don't know. It's not fun because it's an older BMW. It should be decent, you know. So developed this entire kit. Took some pre-orders. Dude, this thing took me two years to get. I'm just now shipping some of the last of my, my pre-orders. And I only took 10 pre-orders. Oh, it really? Just, okay. Oh man, it destroyed me. And in the process, I realized, man, I love developing kits. I love developing products. I I am not a production company. I see. So, <laughs> yeah, two so totally different of, spectrums. You know, one's more fun uh, to yeah. you. The other one's like more tedious. Oh, tedious, riddled with problems. I don't want to sit down at a TIG all day long. It's just, it's a whole bunch of things. So, so I reached out to uh, a, a client who's become a friend, Andy at uh hell's gate hot rods up in idaho and said hey i've got this kit i don't want to do this and i've been consulting with him and him and i get along really really well um i was like dude i don't want to do this and he goes well i don't want to develop kits i just want to produce and they do great work um we see eye to eye and i said let's do this and so um andy at hell's gate is taking over my production stuff because I know he'll do what I want. Uh -huh. Like he's, he's not going to take my idea and then try and figure out how to make it cheaper. That's, that was my concern. If I sell it to somebody else who says they're not going to look at a Monroe shock instead of the Bilstein shock, because the Bilsteins are, my cost is like $80 a piece per Bilstein. Well, we all know that you could drop that down to those weird blue shocks that everybody buys for 12 bucks a piece. <laughs> right. um, you know, I, I, and so I, you know, talked to Andy a little bit about it. He goes, I don't want anybody who's looking for cheap product. I want the guy who's looking for the product. I was like, sweet. So, so I was like, okay, 100% comfortable with this. This is exactly what I want. So Andy at Hell's Gate has been the guy who stepped up to help me do that. So now knowing that I've got a production guy who's happy to pick up where I take off, I'm in the middle of developing my own one-off IRS for the mini trucks. Uh, and an IRS for the mini trucks, because all the IRSs that are small enough to fit underneath a mini truck would be like a Super or an RX-7 or something like that. They're all mm -hmm. sports cars. And the geometry is just absolutely trash for a bagged car. You can't drive low and then drive high without trashing the alignment. It just eats tires. It drives dirty as hell. They're not designed for that. Sports cars are aggressive geometry. That's not what you want for bags. So... I'm developing a small IRS, 
a small IFS. So ultimately using, cause Andy's got all of the production stuff on his end and he's got the contacts for the mandrel benders and all that stuff. So we're going to be able to, at some point down the road, provide a mini truck chassis that's got a full scratch built front end and rear end IRS or IF, uh, IF, IRS or straight axle if somebody doesn't want to spend the extra money on that, which is fair enough. But to where we can do like Roadster Shop or here's your chassis. You just have to hang body mounts on it to do whatever it is you're trying to do. And it's this like totally designed, you know, like uh, engineered system that drives like it's a, it's one vehicle rather than, let's say, the theory of a Mustang two front end and God knows what rear end you put. They're not related to each other. So these suspensions will be related to each other. You can hang whatever cab you want. You just tell us what wheelbase and stuff that you want on it. And this is, again, this is like not available now, but this is what our goal is currently is to get to a point where we have this rolling chassis that you can buy that's full fabricated and then hang your body hang your cab on it, all this early generation stuff, because I think the mini truck thing is going to be the next C10 stuff, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I don't disagree, and I appreciate you sharing some of that. Recently, Ronnie from Truck Talk Media, in the C10 Builder's Guide, he wrote a little bit about, you know, as we get older, kind of the old school mentality, you know, flipping from uh, the side A of the tape to side B. And a lot of us are kind of getting to that side B, is what he kind of said. And he goes, you know, in the early days on the side A, you, you might have been fine with cutting all this stuff off and building all this stuff and, you know, you know, doing all the hard work right in your garage on or in your driveway. But now as we get older and technology gets better and there's people like you and there's people like uh, Hell's Gate Hot Rods, you can go out there and you can hopefully buy the things like what you're getting at and then it makes your life a little bit easier. It might be a little bit more expensive, but I think in the end of the in the end game, uh, you save some frustration and you save some time, definitely. And you come out with a better Well, ride. yeah. A, well, I mean, the point of, of side B is hopefully at this stage of our life, we have a little bit of expendable income, right? Yep, yep. Definitely. You know, and that's whenever, um, so when I get a new client that calls me and has never dealt with me before, they've got to go through a vetting process. And one of my vetting processes is, are you the guy that's happy with your Honda Accord? Or are you the guy that would spend the extra money on a BMW? And while not, and it doesn't have to be like a brand new BMW, but you know, a 2010 Accord doesn't drive anything close to my 98 BMW because I had both of them at the same time. And I, I, I got rid of that Accord as fast as I could because my BMW still being like in a small accident was still a heads and shoulders better driving car. But I think as we're getting into that side B of our life, we start to value comfort and the the positive driving experience I was talking about, at least anybody that's calling me, that's what they're looking for is, oh yeah, I'm that guy who will spend that extra money. And maybe it's not for their daily driver, but for that thing that mean, that's special to them, they're that person that's like, oh yeah, if it's this special thing to me, I absolutely want that positive driving experience rather than, like I said, the car that's trying to kill you. So I'm getting like, I, I hate it when people go, mini truckers are broke. Like, I don't know, I don't have that experience. I don't have those people calling me. So I don't know what you're talking about when you say mini truckers are broke because those aren't the people who are calling me. Yep, yep, yep. No, I totally get it. I think it's just that generalization that people use, and it's, like, not always true. We know that. But, um, yeah, yeah, you can go on Hell's Gate Hot Rods. I just Googled it, landed on their page. So, you know, obviously, like Max said, more to come there. Um, yeah, man, it sounds like you got a lot of cool stuff going on, and I, I love hearing it. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm super excited. Like I said, this, this kind of 
hellish past five months where I've been killing myself trying to get there. And, you know, I, I joked about it a little bit earlier when we, you know, our little pre-talk where I said I would have killed myself like this for a client for SEMA. Why wouldn't I do it for myself? And this is where I'm at now is, is well, I didn't get to SEMA and it wasn't the goal, but the goal was I have to kill myself to get to this stage to where I can start looking forward to exactly what I'm talking about. Cause I got to squeeze my book in there. You know, I've got all the fun little products. I got, uh, you know, my client, my, uh, the clientele base that I'm going after are these guys that are looking for this really finite niche. Cause my new, if you want to follow my personal stuff, um, we haven't even talked about this. I've kind of bifurcated internally bio customs is Tim and Devin that are still doing what everybody else is traditionally known bio customs for doing on, on, uh, you know, on Instagram, but on my personal stuff where I'm focusing on the, this new set of projects is F2 develop F2 development. That's fish fabrication, like F squared fish fabrication and development is my, my little version of the product development, the consulting, my um, hyper-focused on, you know, specific types of projects for the clients bringing it in. You can't just call me up with your 98 Toyota pickup and be like, hey, will you bag my car for $5,000? That's not what we're doing. We're going we're gonna to design you something super special. You're going to get a very, very unique, very hands-on kind of a working experience, you know, between me and, and what you're trying to do. And that's what I'm looking forward to is building these really, really unique working relationships with a client who's in love with their car and looks for somebody who wants to provide them with this loving approach to fabrication. What are you trying to achieve in a way that's not out there? And that's what I'm trying to do right now. And I can't tell you how excited I am about that and getting started on hopefully the front suspension book in the middle of all of that would be glorious. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, you, you've obviously got a passion for this stuff and, you know, it, it comes out in, uh, in what you do, what you love doing every day. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, like I said, it's been a, a, a wild ride here over the last little stretch and, and the book kind of threw a weird old wrench in me not wanting to fabricate and wanting to focus a little bit more on teaching. But as an artist, man, I can't get away from the fabrication. So I had to, <laughs> I had to pick back up on that one and, and uh, got some, some fun stuff that you can, like I see it yeah, on the Instagram and go to the F2 development and see some of the fun stuff I'm doing. And I'm really, really loving it. And the few clients I have that are, that are, uh, trusting me with their projects are just absolute blast. So hopefully, hopefully what I'm putting out there shows the kind of excitement that I've got for everything that's going on right now. Yeah, 100%. You can type in, as Max mentioned, F2 development all together. And then, of course, it'll pull it up, F2 underscore development on Instagram. Pretty neat stuff. Um, before we wrap it up, dude, yeah. I mean, this isn't an easy topic, but I did want to just say rest in peace to our friend Ernie. You were closer mm. than most. Um, you know, I got a chance to see, uh, talk to Steve a little bit at SEMA, talk about, you know, low 6.4 SS and, um, you know, just our condolences, uh, you know, to your friend who you lost. Yeah. Thank you. That was, uh, man, that was a low point of my life for sure. And then to get that text, I, I didn't even know how to process that. I'm I just, uh, man, Ernie, Ernie was to me being friends with Ernie, being friends with Courtney, being friends with Larry Watson. Like these are, these are people that I, I knew personally and had special relationships with, especially Ernie. Like I knew Watson and I knew Courtney pretty well, but not like Ernie. Ernie be the guy that hit, call me up and be like, Hey dude, let's, uh, 
you know, Melissa and I or his wife would be like, hey, you want to go grab some dinner? And just like we were friends, friends, like family friends kind of thing. And, and it's, man, it was just, it hit me weird. I don't even know exactly yeah. how to process it yet, you know? And so, yeah, thank you for, for that. And it's still something that I have yet to to figure out how to navigate. But I, I'm so, like, you talked about Steve finishing up that car. Steve was apprentice of mine for quite a long time. I and remember. man, I am, yeah, I am absolutely, uh, I know boys aren't supposed to be proud of other boys because, you know, boys do boy things. But man, right. I am so proud of him for pulling that car off. It's absolutely amazing, uh, beautiful, beautiful car. I know that um, that was uh, one of Ernie's dream cars and, and it's so cool to see it all done in a way that's hard to, hard to quantify but super proud of steve for pulling that thing off for sure yeah definitely and you know obviously it's it's a lot like you know my dad i lost him four years ago and i sometimes have to just block it out you know what i mean that uh that they're gone but you know we all um know that ernie was a great guy and we love what steve and team and and some other uh you know cast of characters did to pull that project together so uh and obviously i know you know steve well so you know rest in peace to ernie but but, dude, Max, it's been cool. You know, Ruben and I often talk about trying to have some, you know, guests come back on and give some updates. And, and this was, like, perfect timing. You and I synced up via text. And I certainly appreciate you sitting down. And I wish you, you know, all the best and success. And I just always love to see what you're doing, man. Yeah, thank you. And, and uh, you know, if, if uh, we get a couple of these things taken care of and I get to a new phase in my life, I, I'd love to update everybody on on this wild ride I've got going on. Cause I, I feel like, uh, you know, the best is not behind me for sure. And, and if there's anything I can do to help anybody out, I want to be, I want to be part of that. I want to see everybody be successful. So I appreciate you being part of helping me be successful. Cause this is the type of stuff I think is meaningful out there. It's no problem. We got to support each other. If we don't, then we've got no scene. So that's how we yeah, do it. Max, Max fish, uh, look up bio customs, uh, on Instagram and F2 development. And as Max mentioned, uh, his guys are running the bio customs kind of Instagram and doing some of that stuff. It's bio and then customs with a K max dude, have a wonderful night. We'll keep in touch with you, bro. And to your friends and family, keep doing what you do and happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Same to you. I appreciate you. Stay on the rise, max. Thank you.